This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Handoff Anderson inside the 15. Spins, gets away. 10, 5, touchdown, Ramon Anderson. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors, your roofing, windows, and siding partners for life. Pressure, now he'll just sling it, and he's got a man at the 5, touchdown. School football game of the week only on Fort Wayne Sports Station 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Now here to call all your high school football action. It's Brett Rump. It is rivalry week in the SAC, week number seven of a nine-week regular season. And with rivalries, you can always throw the records out, but you also can't ignore them because a couple of teams in these rivalry games tonight are going to attempt to play spoiler. Over the last couple of seasons, it's been Carroll that's had the opportunity to be a spoiler against their rival, Homestead. But Homestead's been able to win the last six games in this series. Does the streak end tonight as the number nine team in the state in class 6a the carroll chargers host the homestead spartans good evening everyone it's a perfect night for football not a cloud in the sky temperatures hovering around the 70 degree mark i am brett rump along with shannon griffith and shannon tonight we could see a couple of spoilers in the sac big games taking place both here with homestead and carroll with carroll still holding on to a glimmer of hope to somehow win or share a Summit Athletic Conference title. Meanwhile, you've got the Battle of the Bishops where you've got Bishop Lewer sitting on top of the standings. Perfect so far through six weeks. They have to go to their rival, the Bishop Dwanger Saints. And of course, the Saints would like nothing more than to knock off Bishop Lewers from the perch of the unbeat. It's fun night in conference play. Yeah, rivalry week is always a special time in high school football. Uh, I was fortunate to play in a few back in the day when I was at Northrop. Unfortunately, it didn't go well as uh, it's not much of a rivalry. But uh, this game tonight, I think uh, I think we're set for another great ball game. And we've really been, I don't know, you know, blessed to see the games that we have seen this year. And the, and the caliber of football that we've seen has just been unbelievable. Of course, these two teams, when you look at the history, those last six games, by the way, have all gone to Homestead, and the Spartans have won them by an average of 23.5 points per game. So for Carroll, something has to change, and perhaps what's changed this year for Carroll is they're playing better defense. They probably do remember what happened last year when these two teams met, because Homestead lit up the scoreboard 70-41 to 41 in a shootout, and I think uh, that's probably something that Carroll remembers, remembers well, and will try to flip the script on the Spartans tonight. Yeah, I would imagine that number appeared in a lot of different things for the Carroll Chargers this week and probably one of the I, I think you know that game it just stuck us out to me because it was so uncharacteristic of a Carroll team as you know with their defense and such but you you hit it on the head their defense is much improved uh, Becker as you know we've known him for three, three years he's a phenomenal player that will be the guy that's Homestead will have to stop for Jeff Becker he's kind of the do-it-all quarterback 
quarterback for the Carroll Chargers. He comes in not only throwing for 782 yards on the season, completing 57% of his passes, but he's also dangerous on the ground where he averages nine yards a carry on 35 rushes so far this year. He can do it with his legs. He can do it in the air. And it's something where Homestead has to come up with a defensive scheme to try to take something away. Where do you start when you've got a guy like Jeff Becker? Well, the first thing is their secondary has to stay in coverage because he is most dangerous when he breaks the pocket, gets a defensive secondary to commit to him running, and then he throws it over their head for a big play. So I'm sure Homestead coaches talk about staying in coverage. Secondly, they've got to get pressure with their front three or four on him and keep him in the pocket, meaning basically keep the outside linebackers keeping him on his inside shoulders, and I would imagine in some schemes they'll have a spy on him. Is this going to be a game where Homestead is forced to try to outscore the Carroll Chargers? And to do that, they have to rely a lot on Peyton Slavin, the junior quarterback. Yeah, and he's had a good year. I can't you really he's been thrust into action. I think he's done quite well throughout the uh, throughout the year. He's only had four interceptions. He's already thrown for 1,200 plus yards, 67 percent completion. I think that's phenomenal. I think the key for Homestead tonight, they get Desmond Smith back and running back, and I think that adds a, a better dimension for them offensively. Yeah, Brett Fox has been filling in while Desmond Smith has recovered, got injured in that Lures game that we saw back in week three. Desmond Smith, a 5'7", 160-pound senior running back, could also play some corner, but uh, he's averaging 8.3 yards per carry. Limited action early in the year, but he had a terrific first half against Bishop Lures prior to getting injured. It's the Homestead Spartans taking on the Carroll Chargers. We are at Carroll tonight, and it's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes dose packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then spray.
pay attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Ticksuck.org. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. ...have won the coin toss and they've deferred. They are going to take the chance of kicking it off to the Carroll Chargers. And that means it's going to be Braden Steely lining up deep. And in six games so far this year, all Steely has done is open two of them with a kickoff return for a touchdown, Shannon. Yeah, he's a dangerous player, and uh, I, I would be very surprised if he gets a chance to return because Homestead's got a kicker that basically puts it out of the end zone every time he kicks it, so highly doubt that he'll touch it tonight. That will also give the Carroll Chargers offense a chance to get on the field first. Carroll in their home uniforms, which now are royal blue tops, royal blue pants with silver helmets. Meanwhile, for the Homestead Spartans, an all-white combination with jerseys and pants matching white. They've got a dark blue number bordered by yellow. So it is going to be Carter Dixon setting up the tee at his own 40-yard line to get this game underway. Homestead comes in with a four and two record and their hopes of winning the three-peat pretty much done at this point i haven't figured out all the mathematical possibilities at this point shannon but i can tell you two losses is not good at this point no not in this league it's uh it's one of those things that you gotta hope for other people to do some things for you Nixon will be kicking it left to right. And again, Braden Steely, the deep man, waiting for this boot. And they're going to try to kick it deep. It's high, oh, it's hanging, it and it's going to be returnable from the seven. Steely up the middle of the field, cuts to his right, looks for a gap, oh. gets across the 25 before stumbling out to the 30-yard line. So the Carroll Chargers bring out their offense to start first and 10 at their own 30. Jeff Becker, the 6'1", 200-pound senior quarterback, heading off to South Dakota State in Brookings, South Dakota for his college career starting next year. He'll line up in the backfield with Luke Carmody, a 5'10", 175-pound senior running back, averages 6.7 yards per carry. Jamison Coverstone, the big receiver, he'll start lining up out wide to the right with Rudolph, Cooper Rudolph, lined up wide to the left. Double tight end set, quick drop Becker, throw over the middle, and it's almost picked off the linebacker dropping into coverage. Had a shot at that, Carter Koob. The linebacker got back in front of Coverstone and almost went up and got that underthrow. Yeah, and uh, he tried to sneak one there, and it was almost costly. Second down, 10. Ball at their own 30. Carroll from the right hash. Single back is Carmody. 
And it'll be play action. Becker back in the pocket. Here comes pressure. He tries to escape, and it finally gets him and sacks him back inside the 20. A 10-yard loss. The pressure comes, and Homestead swallows up Jeff Becker. A loss back to the 20, and that's exactly what this Homestead defense wants to do. Rattle Jeff Becker a little bit. I hope you can force him into mistakes. Yeah, they both, and I tell you, they got great pressure with their front three, and then their linebackers did a great job of containing him there. When you talk linebackers at Homestead, there's a long list of some really good ones over the last few years, and you can add to that list Max, Max Schultz. Drive back in the pocket on third down. He'll throw it deep down the right sideline, man-to-man, and Coverstone had to go just off his hands, incomplete at the Spartans' 35. Becker airing it out. And a good job on tight man-to-man. A lot of hands on that, Shannon, down that sideline, but it was both parties that had hands on each other, so the officials let it go. Yeah, good no-call there. Coverstone actually kind of peeked beyond it there and almost came up with a nice grab. It was a very nice throw, but uh, now we're three and out for Homestead. Not only a three and out but uh, for Carroll, but a, a three and out where they lost 10 yards. There's the snap. It's good. The kick is away. Evan Jester oh. with the punt, and Huge. the punt bobbled at midfield, and it's going to be recovered by the Carroll Chargers. A turnover for Homestead. The punt not handled cleanly, and it results in a turnover, and Carroll gets it at the Spartans' 47. Tough one to take, Shannon. We saw turnovers play a key role in last week's Norwell win over East Noble. But your defense comes out, does exactly what you want them to do. You would have had great field position, but can't handle the punt. Yeah, that's a, a huge get for Carroll there after a disastrous start. But now they got the ball inside Homestead territory. Becker from the right hash. Has Coverstone wide to the right. Rudolph wide to the left. Single back Carmody. And Carmody will get the handoff and bring it to the left. Gets to the near hash mark before he's finally pursued. Never really did get it turned up field. And that again is the linebacker Max Schultz who came up, got the angle and took him down after a gain of nah, maybe a football. Not much there. Second down and 10 from the 47. Carroll's going to have to find way to get to that second level because their Homestead linebackers are so quick. Switching things up, Carroll puts Coverstone now wide to the left. Shotgun from the left hash for Becker. He's looking over here to the near sideline. See if he wants to check the play. Gets a signal. And now there's movement in the offensive line. It's going to cost the Chargers five yards. One of those where it seemed to be some confusion on whether they wanted to check off that play, Shannon. And in all of the confusion, Carroll's offensive line just got impatient. Eventually uh, got movement up there. And a five-yard penalty against the Chargers makes it second and 15. <laughs> well, their offense has been going backwards since the start of the game. And that doesn't help them either there. 
Back on the Carroll side of the 50. Chargers from their own 49. Drop back Becker. Looking, looking deep over the middle. And he overshot A.J. Lazoff. Running a post route. And that will bring up a third down and long. You know, he had, had him there. He just needs to let that go a little bit more and try to fit it in that window. They had it. They had the four verticals there. You wonder if having that first pass underthrown and almost picked off if he was thinking about that when he gunned that one a good five yards too far for Lazoff. Now third and 14 again. They're not in great convertible yardage. It is third down at the 49. Shotgun snap. Roll to the right. Becker looking. He'll plant. He'll throw over the middle. Going low to make the catch is Coverstone at the Spartans 42. But he's five yards short of the first down. It's fourth down. And no question about it here. Coach Doug Dynan sends the punting unit out from the Spartans 42, fourth down, and about five and a half to go. Carroll will punt the football. Going to play a little bit of field position here. Good snap. Gestures kick. High not angling kick. One. Not very deep. And it is going to bounce at the 22. Take a little bit of a Carroll roll inside the 20. And finally down Gestures at the 18-yard line. So a 24-yard kick. No return. Spartans take over for their first offensive possession at their own 18. On comes Peyton Slavin. It's Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, wearing number 18. Seems to be popular in Indiana. 5'11", 160-pound junior. May have to send him down to the Colts with their woes at a quarterback right now. And checking to see if it is Fox or Smith in the backfield to start this game. It is Smith. Space the formation. They'll go with four wide receivers and a single back. Ball centered in the middle of the field. A quick throw, left side. Almost intercepted. He threw it right into coverage. And that was Ethan Beaupre, who was basically the recipient of a gift but didn't handle it. That's how you end up being picked for offense or defense uh, when you when you get in high school football. Yeah. Fire the ball to you and you either make the catch or you end up as a corner. Yeah. That's that's a pretty pretty accurate assessment there. <laughs> Second down and ten from the 18-yard line. Spartans will try it again. Slavin this time a handoff up the middle. Here comes Desmond Smith spinning away from a tackle at the 20, but taken down at the 23-yard line. That's a gain of about five on that hitter right up the middle. Third down and a long five facing the Spartans from their own 23. Neon Nation, 8.44 on the clock. We're in the opening quarter, scoreless between the Homestead Spartans and the Carroll Chargers. I think one thing Carroll's defense has improved upon is their physicality with their front seven. Front six guys, they really, they really do play a physical game. Man in motion, cross formation, left to right, that's Schiltz. And again, looking to the left, they'll go to that slant route, going down, getting it, Nate Anderson, and he's got six on a third and five. At the 29, he makes the sliding catch on this quick slant, and that's just enough to move the sticks and a Spartans first down, the first first down of the ball game. Yeah, that was kind of one of those throws that if Anderson didn't catch it, nobody was. But they did convert on that third down. 
at their own 29-yard line. Clock goes under eight minutes in the first quarter. They'll run jet sweep. Here comes Sparrow coming around this side. He gets hit, spun, and taken down as he crosses the 35, and that is Anderson, actually. A two or a three. Sometimes you have to get a second look, and it's Anderson on that jet sweep to the right, and he'll pick up about eight yards, making it a second down and two. Yeah, I like the call there going to the wide side of the field. You know, last week they ran a couple of those into the boundary. It didn't fare too well. From their own 37. Second down, two to go. Handoff up the middle. First down for Desmond Smith. Hit at the 40, tackled at the 41. That's four yards for Desmond Smith. And another first down for the Homestead Spartans. And, you know, this is another part of the game plan. When you, when you look at what you have to do against an opponent's offense, sometimes it's what your offense has to do to take away some of the strengths of that opponent's offense. And that's what Homestead needs to do in this when they need to keep the ball. Yeah, and they're going with some unbalance here, getting an extra blocker. Extra blocker lined up behind the left guard. Nice Handoff Smith. Nice hole. Desmond Smith will take it Smith for almost 10 yards to the 50, maybe even the 49 of Carroll. 10-yard gain, and they say his knee went down just inside the 50, so he's a half yard short of getting first down credit, but it's going to be second and less than a yard for the Spartans as they continue on this drive. Good blocking, set up a nice hole up the middle for Smith. Yeah, and he made a nice cut in the, to what we would call the backside A-gap, which really opened up nicely. Second and short, just inside the 50. Reed, and they'll give it to Smith. Smith takes it, and he gets thrown up in the air and down. Dylan Bennett showing a little bit of strength, picking up Desmond Smith and tossing him down at the 43-yard line. And then Dylan Bennett, the linebacker for the Carroll Chargers, gives everybody on the home side a flex. But it's a first down, and this drive just continues to plug away here as Homestead now has it at the Chargers 43. Yeah, he's Bennett is a specimen there linebacker. He plays pretty good. Under six minutes remaining. Quarter number one. No score. Homestead, Carroll. Chargers actually had two possessions. Went three and out on both. Another handoff to Desmond Smith. This time he's hit before he gets through the hole, and that's no gain. Nice job of coming up and filling that gap there, Shannon. And it took uh, what could have been a big play away from Desmond Smith. Yeah, they used their quicks there. Their defensive line did a better job of really kind of having a stalemate at the line of scrimmage and let the linebackers come in there to wrap up Smith. That's just a sophomore, Austin or Ashton Pesetsky who made the tackle, no gain, second down 10, just inside the Carroll 43-yard line. They'll reset the formation, put an extra tight end and a wing to the left side, try to get numbers, and now it's play action. A dump oh. over the middle, and that was almost picked off by Bennett. The linebacker stepped in front of the tight end who was trying to slip in the middle of the field, and 
Slavin didn't see him. He threw the ball basically right to Bennett for the second time. Carroll has had a ball in their hands. Very, very catchable that they have dropped. And Homestead still with life. Third down and ten. Yeah, big third down here. But that last play, they ran what we call a little, little pop pass or sneak route to the tight end. And Bennett was the opposite side linebacker. So Slayton didn't even see him. He Bennett read it well and lucky that didn't uh, go the other way. Third and ten, delayed handoff. Smith hitting the backfield and taken down for a loss. Couple of chargers in there, and Dylan Bennett is one of them. Boy, he's coming out with a fired-up start in this game. Dylan Bennett is a junior linebacker, six feet tall, 220 pounds, and it's a loss of about three. Dead is going to have to punt a drive that started with so much promise. Ends in a flutter, and now they'll kick it away. Yeah, they ran that draw, and draws and screens they either go big or get stopped. That's almost and blocked. almost blocked. Somehow Dixon got the punt away. It's returnable from the 10, the 15, 20. Over to the far sideline, the 30, and finally chased out of bounds as he gets out to the 34-yard line. Nice return. After with the uh, return. After is a guy we didn't see a whole lot in week one. Hanson Hafner is a sophomore, 5'11", 175. He showed a nice burst that time. And a nice and a return that gets the Chargers good field position. Starting at their own 34-yard line, it's first and 10. Still scoreless here in the first quarter with 4-11 to play. Yeah, he basically picked up a first down and a half on that return. From the right hash, single receiver to the right, two receivers left, handoff, Carmody up the middle, got a little bit of a seam, breaks across the 40, and finally brought down by the... The back line of that Spartans defense, including Max Schultz, out at the 43-yard line after gaining almost nine yards. Second down and one. Second down, yard to go. Shotgun for Becker. Becker lines up, two receivers split each side. And now they're looking at the wristbands. The play may be changed. you got a wing coming over to the left side. Two receivers wide left, one receiver. Coverstone by himself to the right. Carmody, the running back, and they'll look to Coverstone. Little stop route, makes the catch. Now the burst of speed. He's on his feet after a missed tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Nobody could bring down Jamison Coverstone. Simple play, big-time result for Carroll. They've taken the lead. Yeah, just a simple hitch route. Homestead missed about three tackles, and with his speed, you better wrap up because he's a, he'll, he'll break a tackle. Broke about three of them that time. And it's... Uh, Goes for a uh, big play, touchdown. Trying to think of the yardage on that one, Shannon. I think it was 57-yard touchdown. I was too. I was trying to look at the replay to see where that ball was placed. 57 yards on the touchdown play. About a five-yard route and a big burst by Jamison Coverstone. The extra point is good, and the Carroll Chargers lead it 7 to nothing with 3.19 remaining in the first quarter. It's the high school football game of the week on Thursday. 1980 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Three nineteen on the clock. We're in quarter number one. And the Carroll Chargers strike the big play capability of Jamison Coverstone. Got a cushion against the corner. Went five yards, stopped. Becker got him the ball, and then Coverstone did the rest, breaking away from a couple of tackles and taking it 57 yards. Carroll 7, Homestead nothing. Now the Spartans to return the kickoff. He is such an electrifying player. The kick is away. High, deep kick, and it will be about seven yards deep in the end zone and will be a touchback out to the 20. The Spartans come. Well, they had a nice drive that took a lot of time off the clock and eventually went from their own 18-yard line into Carroll territory before finally kind of drying out. Now they get the ball for the second time. Peyton Slavin, the junior quarterback, still has Desmond Smith, the senior running back, lined up in the backfield. Smith back from an injury. No wideouts. Everybody bunched pretty much in between the hash marks. And the give up the middle. Smith hit before he got to the line of scrimmage and taken down. And there's that improvement. The physicality up front of the Carroll defense, which really has changed this year, and it's made him a different football team. Well, Ottenweller is a 6'3", 225-pound senior. I've been impressed with that kid for a long while. He's strong, he's quick, and that time he showed it. Second down 11. They'll say he lost a yard back to the 19-yard line. Drop back at the pocket. Slavin trying to set up a screen. Does, but they're all over that, and it's incomplete. And probably a good thing that the ball was dropped because the Chargers were not fooled. Desmond Smith, the intended receiver. But uh, he had that ball down on his knees about six, seven yards deep in the backfield, and the Chargers were right there defending it. Yeah, Mr. Ottenweller again. Two plays in a row. Now it's third and 11. From their own 19-yard line, Spartans just inside the right hash mark. Put two wide each side. Slavin from the gun. Play action, throw in the slant, nice going throw. on the seam, and a sliding catch made by Gage Sparrow out at the 33-yard line. 14 yards on a third and 11, and the Spartans come through with another third down conversion. Yeah, that was their vertical, what I call a bender route. He did a great job of bending around the linebacker, Peyton, with a great throw in that void, and picked up a big first down. From the left hash, first and 10 at the 33, the handoff to Desmond Smith across the 35, stacked up at the 37 Smith, the after he gained four yards. 
Yeah, you talk about that bender route. We've heard you mention Brandon that the last two or three weeks. Basically, it's uh, it's a receiver that gets past the level of the linebackers and then kind of just turns the pads to show his number to the quarterback. And, yeah. You know, and not a real cut involved. And it's more or less the quarterback kind of throwing the receiver open as he comes over those linebackers, and Slavin does that very well. Second down, six, and a sweep again. Here comes Anderson to the right. Tries to get the edge. Here's flags flying everywhere, and that's probably going to be a hold against the Spartans as Anderson got knocked out of bounds at about the 42. It would be almost a five-yard gain, but with uh, about four yellow flags laying on the field, I think this one's going to get marched off against the Spartans. Yeah, the nice thing here is they got the ref mic'd up, so we'll get the get the call here in a shortly, but that was great defense there by uh, Carroll. They just did a great job of stringing that play out, and Anderson just had no place to cut the, cut the football upfield. There's actually two flags. They laid the flag right on the 40. Play, both on the offense. Holding offense. A penalty for Q. Personal foul. Face mask. Offense. That will be accepted. 15 yards from the start of the foul. Replay. Take it down. So a hold and a face mask, and the face mask 15 yards, taking it back to the 25-yard line, where it's going to be now second down and 18. Yeah, that, uh, very, that's a huge uh, penalty for Homestead now because, like you said, now it's second and 18, and you're getting into that yardage where there's not too many plays you can call for the <laughs> for those 18 yards, but uh, let's see if they can try to knock it down to gotta, half. Yeah, got to try to make it a third manageable here. You don't need the whole chunk. Ball from the right hash, trip receivers left, play action, throwing to the left side, intercepted, picked off at the 35, now the return, 30, 25, near sideline, 15, and finally collared and thrown out of bounds at the 10-yard line. Justin Anderson. Justin Anderson, the pickoff. Got some good young linebackers here. Bennett, a sophomore, and Anderson, who just picked that off, or, or Bennett, a, a junior. Anderson, the sophomore, who just picked that off at a nice return. Now Carroll with a 7 nothing lead takes over at the 9-yard line, first and goal. And he played it perfectly. Homestead tried to come back to that same route where they threw the what we call vertical bender. He let the receiver bend and bit right in front of it and made a nice play. From the left hash, Chargers trying to add to a 7 nothing lead. First and goal at the nine. Play action. Becker drops. They'll go to the screen. Carmody's got a blocker in front of him. The 10-5 near pylon. Dives for it. And he's in. Touchdown. Nine yards on the screen play. Luke Carmody with the touchdown. Eighth of the year for Carmody. And the Chargers extend the lead to 13 to nothing. What a great call there. A little bit what we call a throwback screen. Roll to the right, throw back uh, to the left, get the defense flowing one way, and he had his personal escort out there, and he almost walked into the end zone. 
This is Lopez for the extra point. Kick is up, and the kick is good. And just like that, it's 14 to nothing with a minute 12 still left here in the first quarter. Chargers with the advantage at home. We'll come back. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Minute 12 remaining here in the first quarter. Carroll has now extended their lead to 14 to nothing over the Homestead Spartans. Chargers taking advantage of a Homestead turnover to get easy points. A one-play drive that went all of nine yards after the interception by Justin Anderson of Carroll. Yeah, a total of three plays on their scoring drives for 14 points. That's a that's a pretty quick, quick strike offense. Yeah, quick strike offense. They're right there. Here's the kick. It's high, hanging, and returnable from the two. Taking it across the 10, 15, 20, 19, 30, 35. Got a blocker, 45, 40, and finally run out of bounds. And that is Gage Sparrow with the big return all the way to the Carroll 35. A 63-yard return, Shannon, and that's what Homestead needed. Some kind of a play to give them some life late here in the first quarter, down 14 to nothing. Well, we've seen special teams now play a big part here in the first quarter the fumble on the one punt and now the huge kick return for uh, Sparrow but uh, this is a definitely points for Homestead here they have to get them ball is on the left hash Homestead will send trip receivers to the wide side right single receiver to the left a lone back of the backfield out of the gun quick throw they'll set up the wide receiver screen and it's caught by Sparrow in the backfield he brings it wide to the right and gets inside the 35 knocked out of bounds after a short gain at the 33 so only a couple of yards on that play by Gage Sparrow second down and eight well defended again by Homestead or, I'm sorry Carroll there with the two outside the outside the back in the corner really did a nice job and the safety coming down made the play might be the last play we see here in the first quarter clock is running under 30 seconds shotgun handoff uh, desmond smith he'll run it up the middle get inside the smith. 30 and then fight the to about the 28 smith, the yard line Man. quick burst up the middle will set up a third down and fairly short we'll call it third down and three from the 28 they need the 25 for the first down 10 seconds left in the quarter homestead does not look like they're going to want to run a play here so that will be the end of quarter number one here at carroll high school the home team the carroll chargers leading it over the homestead spartans 14 to nothing it's the high school football game of the week on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm
Listen closely. I'm going to give you a name you can totally trust when it comes to work on your vehicle. Cruzy Automotive Service. I know it's tough to go to somebody you've never seen before, but trust me, I've been going to Cruzy for almost 40 years because they do it the right way. Proper diagnosis, they'll do quality work, get the car repaired right the first time, and never charge you more than you should pay for work that's done on your car at Cruzy Automotive Service. In fact, for you to experience Cruzy 5 for a full-service oil change, that's right. 1575 for a full service oil change at Cruzy Automotive Service. That's K R U S E on Lima Road, north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. Just tell them you heard this ad on 1380 The Fan, and you can get a full service oil change for just 1575. 489 1089. 489 1089 for Cruzy Automotive Service. Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by. Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Homestead with the football down 14 to nothing as we start our second quarter. Third and three from the 28. They'll give it to Desmond Smith right up the middle of the field. He's not going to get the first Smith, down. The wow, they, He's going to be stopped at the 26. The now, what's interesting, there was a big pile that seemed to be stalled at about the 26. Smith actually <laughs> squirted out of there. They just, they yeah, just they just moved it up here. He squirted out of that pack down. and actually stumbled inside the 25. And I don't think the officials saw him because he's so small. But they'll give him the 25-yard line, and they'll give him a first down. Yeah, the, the official near us had the correct spot. And, but the other official had him about two, yard, get, two yards, and he gave him forward progress. So another third-down conversion for Homestead. Hand off Smith trying to oh, sweep nice it cut. left. Now cuts up at the hash marks just as he gets outside the tackle box. Inside the 25, Smith. he goes to the 22, the picking up three yards on the first down carry. Now you can just tell a difference in their run game with uh, Desmond back there. He's very quick, makes good decisions, plants the foot Gain vertical. Three, second down and seven. And it's, uh, it's a huge benefit for Homestead. Under 11 minutes left, first half. Spartans down 14 to nothing. Second down, about seven to go. Handoff Smith. This time he's stopped and stuffed at the 21. Another two yards. He's going to bring up a third down and six in what just might be four down territory for Chad Zolman and the Homestead Spartans. Yeah, that you know if you're going to go on balance and they're going to leave a backer back here running that in, that inside zone, that guy's unblocked. So you have to figure out a way to account for it. You know, they've got two other guys back here. Two receivers to the right, a wing to the right side of the formation. Smith, the lone running back, he'll line up just off the right shoulder of Slavin, who gets the shotgun snap, rolls to the right, throws on a little curl back route, and it's caught by Sparrow inside the 10-yard line. Another big conversion for this Homestead Spartans offense. They've got it first and goal down 14 to nothing, trying to cut that lead in half. Yeah, great route. Great throw by Slavin, who does throw the ball pretty good on the run mechanically. And that was a pretty good comeback route there, about 15 yards down the field. 
Anderson lines up wide to the left, wide side of the field. Sparrow in a slot to the left. And it'll be a give to the running back. Smith up the middle, follows the push of his offensive Reggie line Smith to the, the five-yard line. Gained four. Down to the Charger five-yard line. Nice job uh, up front by some of the big guys for the Homestead Spartans. You're talking about Carter Hull, Jackson Bell, Nick Schweizer, some of the the guys that do the dirty work in the trenches, trying to get their name in a broadcast every once in a while. Got <laughs> to pick your spots. Second down, six from the six, and here's a handoff Smith to Smith, and he's inside the five to the four. Going to bring up another third down, Shannon, and so far Homestead's been good on converting third downs. If they can convert here, they can get on the scoreboard. Yeah, I, I look for him to probably get the, try to figure out a way to get Anderson to hear the ball, whether it's a jump ball in the back of the end zone or one of their sprint-out routes where he does a comeback to that pylon. He runs that one pretty good, too. Ball is on the right hash. Both receivers will come Let's to the left. Me. A wing lines up behind the left tackle. Now he'll shift to the right tackle. So they get an extra blocker in the backfield. Quick drop. Here's a throw. Slavin. End zone. Oh, nice no play. on the post route. Knocked Ooh, away pass. by Ethan Beaupre. What a Incomplete. We've seen Homestead run that a lot, and that is a tough route to keep up with Nate Anderson. And I tell you, Beaupre did a great job. Anderson, as soon as he widened out, you could tell Beaupre was knowing what was coming. And what he did good there is he got his hands right in there at the last second. Really good play. On fourth down and goal from the four, Homestead's going to elect to try to get on the board and kick a field goal. See if this is Dixon. It's either Jarrett or Dixon. Line drive kick, and it's good. And I think it's Jarrett that drilled the kick. So a field goal kick through for the Homestead Spartans short distance, pretty much a chip shot. And with 8.26 remaining here in the first half, it's now 14-3, the Carroll lead over the Homestead Spartans. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Spartans on the board after a 21-yard field goal. It's now 14-3. And I guess you got to take your points when you have the chance to take them, Shannon. But I know Homestead's got to be disappointed they couldn't have put a touchdown up the way this Carroll offense has been clicking of late. Yeah, like you said, you got to get points there, and they, they came away with three. 
Here's Carter Dixon's kickoff. It is high, it is deep, and it will land five yards deep into the end zone. That will be a touchback. And Carroll will start the drive from their own 20-yard line. Carroll 14. Homestead 3. So far, tight one out at Shields Field. Lures and Dwenger all tied up 7-7. Also a bit of a surprise for the fans out here, Shannon. They announced that Southside has a 7 to nothing lead on Northside in the yeah. totem pole game. Yeah, that's, uh, for the Chargers. that's a big one, too, tonight. Jeff Becker lines it up, split between the hash marks, single back Carmody, and he will fake to Carmody. Becker will keep it, Becker, and Becker's wrapped up at about the 23-yard line. That is Carter Koob, the linebacker who played that well. Kind of split the difference between Becker and Carmody, forcing Becker then to make a decision to pull the ball out of Carmody's belly and keep it, and then he closed on Becker, made a good tackle. Yeah, they're did a good job there stretching that out. Three-yard gain makes a second and seven. Shotgun Becker, quarterback keeper. Becker He's going to run it right up the middle of the, the field across the 30 to the 31. That's a first down on an eight-yard pickup. That's where he's dangerous. He dropped back and kind of a quarterback draw almost. And right. I don't know if it was a design quarterback draw, but same effect. Becker with the keeper for the first down from their own 31-yard line. Ball on the right hash. Gave to Carmody. Follows the left side of the line for a big Carmody gain out across here. the 35 to the 40. Nine yards for Luke Carmody. And, you know, we talked about Second Carmody and how he's averaging almost seven yards a carry, Shannon. And we did not think that Carroll was going to have much of a running game this year, but Carmody has really done the job. Here's a fake to Carmody. Becker, a keeper, spins away from a tackle for first down yardage all the way across the 45 to the 40. Seven. Nifty footwork Mark by Jeff Allen Becker on that roll to the left. Good for yeah, they had that RPO where he had the option to actually throw it to the guy on the bubble, but he decided to keep it. And, you know, he's dangerous when he's out in space. First and 10, Carroll. They've got it at their own 42-yard line. Left hash, roll to the right for Becker. Here comes the blitz, and again, again, Becker slips it. Now he's on the run across the 50, the 45. Runs over a defender. Becker's still on his feet to the 30-yard line before he's finally knocked out of bounds. Well, not only agile with a great arm, but a little strength shown that time by Jeff Becker. He just ran right over a Homestead Spartans defender and turned it into a huge game. Yeah, he's a hard-nosed kid. He's not going to slide or, you know, take the easy way out sometimes. He's going to put his shoulder down and get one more yard if he can. From the Spartans 30, first and 10, handoff Carmody, little misdirection. Carmody, a big hole, 20, 15, breaks away to the sideline and finally knocked out of bounds inside the 10 and the 6. It's going to be first and goal for the Carroll Chargers on a 24-yard scamper by Luke Carmody. And right now, Homestead, you can see hold hands on the hips. You can see the discouragement. They're missing tackles, not making plays, and it's Carroll now with the up 10. Tempo, handoff to Carmody up 
the middle, only a yard or two that time for Carmody. Stood up at the four-yard line and knocked backwards, so a second and goal from the four. 14-3 our score. Carroll leads it halfway through the second quarter. Considering Carroll was going backwards there in the first quarter on a lot of their drives, now they've got some rhythm. They're being they're able to mix the run and pass and put Becker in his best position where he's got the ball in his hands. Hafner, a wing to the right. Two receivers to the right side left. Carmody, the lone back. And all of a sudden, the uh, the coach on the sideline just started jumping up and down. Obviously, very animated, not happy with either the set or the play call. So we've got a timeout called. Carroll will take the timeout with 5.57 left here in our first half. It's the Chargers leading it over the Homestead Spartans 14-3. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Joint pains, sprains, strains, or back pain? Make the Parkview Ortho Express Walk-In Clinic your first stop when you have an orthopedic or sports injury. Located at the Sport One Parkview Fieldhouse, Ortho Express has specialized orthopedic physicians on staff when you need it most. Get x-rays, treatment, and referrals to Parkview Care, all in the convenience of a walk-in clinic. You can even see ortho providers virtually through the Parkview MyChart Virtual Walk-In Clinic. Ortho Express is open Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Friday 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 260-266-4007 for more. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Second and goal from the four-yard line for Carroll, leading at 14-3. to They go to the power formation. Oh, they give to Carmody. He dropped the football, and the Spartans say they fell on it, and they did inside the five. The Spartans are going to take over. A bad exchange between Becker and Carmody. It looked like Becker got the ball a little low, and it bounced off Carmody right into the defense, and Homestead... Takes advantage of the gift. They jump on it at the three-yard line. They take over. This could be a huge momentum switch. Schultz, I think, got that fumble there or was in on it for sure, but that's a huge turnover. Max Schultz is just a playmaker for oh, this yeah. Homestead Spartans defense. He's all over the place. Coach Zalman talked very highly about him in the media day before the season started. When you lose guys like Luke Palmer and Cam Rogers, it's nice to have a Max Schultz in waiting. From their own three, it's going to put Peyton Slavin a couple yards deep in his end zone to take the shotgun snap. Back Desmond Smith, the running back, about five yards deep, three yards behind Slavin. And Smith will get the handoff. They'll try to push it right up the middle of the field. Nothing there. It's going to be uh, second down and 10. Sitting, still sitting at about the three, three and a half yard line. They'll give him the four, so we will give him one yard on that play, second down and nine. Sorry for my play-by-play play, telling you that he missed the cut. That's the coaching days when I'm on the headset telling the head coach he missed the cut. <laughs> bad habit, bad habit. Ball's on the left hash. It's second down and nine from their own four. Trying to figure out the alignment. Now they'll set up the extra blocking to the right side of the offensive line. Play action. Oh. Pass over the middle. Off the hands of the receiver. And that is always dangerous when it gets deflected into the air. Schultz was the man that was the intended target. 
Yeah, Steely actually missed the chance to intercept it because he was focused on the player and and not tracking the ball. He could have he could have easily picked that ball off. So it brings up a third down and nine. Spartans from their own four-yard line. They trail 14 to three. The left hash, two receivers to the right, a wing to the left, and a rollout to the right. Slavin looking, looking, fires on that out route, and nice coverage, and the catch still made. Wow. What a catch over on that far sideline. Yeah, it was Nate Anderson. And uh, they've used that out route, and they're going to say he made the catch, and he got the first down, so he gets a good <laughs> spot on top of it right at the 13-yard line. That real, was the yard to gain, Shannon. <laughs> that was a real good spot. That was a friendly spot because I thought he was at least a yard short because of how the ball brought him back. Homestead's coming up with all the right <laughs> calls on third down, though. Their third yeah. down rate of conversion's just been incredible this first half. High snap handled by Slavin. The give to Desmond Smith. He'll bounce it out to the right sideline. Never got the edge. Only gained a couple. Smith on the carry. Yeah, Homestead for the year on third Steelers. downs is 55%. Now, I guarantee you that, that's not a lot of third and 10 and 12 either, but uh, tonight they've converted two of those big gain ones. Three. Three yard gain at the seven. 16, so it is second down and seven. Ball on the right hash with 412 on the clock. We're in the first half. Carroll High School. I am Brett Rump along with Shannon Griffith, John Graham, our studio producer. Spartans down by 11. Still deep in their own end. Play action, dropping Slavin. Here comes pressure. He'll roll to the right. A late flag, and that's going to be a tackle by one of the Homestead offensive linemen. They, they were uh, right on the back of Slavin, and uh, before they could take down Slavin, a linebacker reached out and took down the defender, and that's going to be a hold, and this is going to pin Homestead deep. Now, the pass ultimately ended up incomplete, so right. it could be a third and seven from the 16-yard line, or the hold took place at the 11. It'd be half the distance to the five and a half where you'd have second down and long. It just depends on what kind of field position you want to put them in. Yeah, they took, they took the penalty. Well, part of that, Shannon, is because of the third down success. Yeah. You give them a third and seven, and they've, <laughs> they've well, kind of mastered that so far tonight. That, but they've had the two big third and 12s, too, or something in that neighborhood where they've gotten a big play. 3.51 to play. We're in the second quarter. 14-3, Carroll. The advantage over Homestead. Spartans now with a second down from their own six. They need to get it to the 23, so that would be 17 to go. Nice post, and it's caught by Sparrow in the middle, and he breaks He's away gone. from two tackles. 30, 40, one man chasing him down. Beaupre, 40, 30, 20. Beaupre finally gets him Same at the 10-yard line. What a big play. Tackled by Stewart. 84 yards, Shannon, the on the play. Nine-yard line. First Little post down over the middle. And a great throw by Slavin because he slipped it right between two defenders. Yeah. And then uh, the rest was done by Sparrow. Yeah, he, he pulled away from a couple of tacklers, and then it was a sprint down the far sideline. Well, Beaupre saved a touchdown. He really made a heck of a play staying with it and fighting off the lead blocker. But you're right, he, Slavin fitted that in a tight window. First and goal just inside the 10. 
again. And on the snap, we've got whistles and flags. Offside. And it's an offside. Boy, that is a big penalty. Because you go from first and goal at the 10, first Part and goal snap. at the 5. Defense. Five-yard penalty. Make first down. Well, Homestead, remember, will get the second-half kickoff. So Homestead's looking at possessions here and thinking if they can get to within a possession, come up with a defensive stop, then they might get back-to-back -back possessions to end the half and start the third quarter. Whistles before we get a playoff here, and I think the official just wasn't ready for play to begin. And so everybody will reset. It is first and goal. The ball just barely inside the five-yard line. Homestead from the right hash will give it. Desmond Smith oh, to nice the cut. left. Got a block, and he read it perfectly, Smith, cutting it up to the three, but then a good tackle by Steely. And Steely, with what would be a taunting That's penalty in today's NFL, stands over Smith, gives him a word, and now the officials will have a word with Steely. Young player, an emotional player. But that's the that's the kind of thing they're taking out of the NFL game. Yeah. And you got to be careful because, you know, some of that can be a, a, a objective call by the official to throw the flag on you and potentially even throw you out for something like that. Second and goal from the three for the Spartans from their left hash. Handoff. Smith trying the same play. Again, he has stood up Smith. at the four and will actually lose a yard. And right in the mix once again, Steely along with Dylan Bennett. <laughs> a couple of young Bennett defenders doing a great tackle. job there. And now it's going to be third and goal. And they move it back to the four yard line. Four yard line. Bennett's been all over the place tonight. He is a strong physical player. He does a great job of feeling the gaps and taking on offensive linemen and making the play. Minute 45 clock running. We're late here in the second quarter. 14 to 3. Carroll leads, but Homestead knocking on the door with a third and goal from the four. And as the play clock goes to zero, the whistles blow, and Homestead had to take a late timeout. So we'll find out what they do on this third and four when we come back. 14-3, Carroll leading it over the Homestead Spartans. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Big thanks to our list of sponsors for high school football Friday night, including Alliance Exteriors, Parkview Sports Medicine, Indiana Physical Therapy, Hoopy Insurance Services, Ever True Financial Services, Cruzy Automotive Service. Homestead with a third and goal from the four, minute 32 to play in the first half. 14-3 Carroll. Here's the shotgun snap. Slavin looking left, firing, and it's too high at the pylon. 
little short out route right at the goal line looking for Nate Anderson. And it's going to be incomplete. And on fourth down, here comes the kicking team. And once again, the Chargers defense comes up big on a third and goal situation, forcing Homestead to try another short field goal. This will be another 21-yarder. Carter Dixon is going to put it on the left hash. You know, this is a tough angle, too, as, as tight as you are here. Yeah, it is a tough angle for a right-footed kicker. The snap, the set, here comes the kick. It, it is a line drive, and no good, miss it to the left. That sharp angle got him, and Carroll comes up with a defensive stop. Well, a good drive by Homestead. They started at their own three-yard line, Shannon, and they took it all the way down inside the Chargers 5. And again, like we said before, you've got pressure when you take on this Carroll team that you need to keep putting up points. You can't waste opportunities in the red zone. Yeah, and that's the tough call because if you miss a field goal, the ball comes to the 20. It doesn't go back to the spot where if you go for it and not get it, it goes right back to where you missed it. So that's a tough call there. That's yeah, about a 16-yard difference because it was at the four at the line of scrimmage. Now at the 20. Handoff up the middle. Here comes Carmody, Carmody and he'll rumble out to the 29. A quick nine-yard pickup. Six. Clock's going to keep running at 1.15 left here in the first half. Ball on the right half. Shotgun snap for Becker. In the pocket. Looks to throw. Lobs it over near sideline and got it too far in front of Jamison. Coverstone incomplete. That's one of those passes where you kind of fake the end move and then stay on the sideline and hope the safety doesn't get over in time. And Coverstone did have some space, but the ball too far in front of him to complete the pass. And so now it is third down and a yard to go with a minute three on the clock. Yeah, when they're playing that shell coverage and cover two with two high safeties. It's hard to get that ball in the hole. 14 to 3. Carroll leads it. Third down. Handoff Carmody. He'll have the first down. He's across the 35 to the 37. Carmody well called the 36. So that is a seven-yard pickup for Carmody, but now the clock under a minute to play. First and 10, Carroll already leading it 14 to 3. Here's the snap. Quick throw to the right near sideline. Coverstone, the catch out of the 46 and immediately stepping out of bounds at the 47. But that's an 11-yard gain, and that'll be another first down for Carroll. 50.1 seconds left before halftime. I think they probably thought wise probably need to get at least to the 25 to maybe try a, a field goal. And I still think they've got a couple timeouts left. Still on the right hash, two receivers, wide side left, one receiver, Coverstone to the right, Carmody the lone back in the backfield. And they'll fake to Carmody, and it's a keeper. It is Becker, Becker across the 50, knocked down at the 48-yard line. At the Spartan That'll only be a gain of about five yards. They'll have to hurry with 36 seconds. Drop back in the pocket, Becker looking to throw, near sideline, caught by Coverstone at the 40, steps out of bounds near the 41. That Little uh, comeback to the sideline. First down. 
small chunks, but it's enough for a first down at the Homestead 41-yard line. 30.8 seconds remain in our first half. Carroll looking to add to a 14-3 lead here late in the second quarter. On the right hash, drop back Becker. Looks, pumps over the middle. Now throws late over the middle. Had a guy, but underthrew it. Pressure was coming on uh, Becker from Yvonne Person. And that forced Becker to underthrow it. Incomplete. It stops the clock with 25.8 seconds, but it's second down and 10. Yeah, if he hits Lays off there on that drag route, he's got some grass in front of him. Still on the right has two receivers each side Carmody in the backfield from the pocket lob near sideline going over the top coming over intercepting it it's the safety Barkus he makes the pick inside the 15 yard line his return comes out to about the 20 and then a flag comes in and that might be a face mask but Homestead comes over with the interception Isaac Barkus a senior safety Came over as that ball hung in the air, and basically Becker just lobbed it down yeah. the sideline to let Coverstone run to it, and the guy who got there first just happened to be a Homestead Spartan. Yeah, he threw him too far inside. He has to get that ball out over his outside shoulder, and he threw it more to his inside shoulder, and the safety, like you said, Marcus there just kind of came in, and it hit him right in the hands. 13.5 seconds remaining in the first the half. Personal foul, face mask by Homestead. Half a distance to the goal. They call the Eight face ball. mask on the first Homestead half. Spartans. <laughs> That's two tonight. So that one on the return called against the team returning it. And it's going to pin Homestead deep. And I would imagine at this point... And Homestead just take a couple knees here. I don't think they're going to do anything fancy. Yeah. Down 14 to 3, 13.5 seconds left. I think they'll just get to the locker room knowing they start the second half of the football. Yeah, it's kind of been a weird first half with the quick scores by Carroll and then Homestead not scoring inside the ten, inside the five yard line twice. There's the knee, and that will send the teams to the locker room. Here at Carroll, it's halftime, and the Carroll Chargers lead it over the Homestead Spartans 14-3. We're going to take a break when we come back here at the stadium. Shannon will give us a first half rundown, but we also have scores from around the area all coming up on the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Pizza your way with the $10 case maker only at Pizza Hut. Get a large pizza that you can customize with up to three of your favorite toppings for just 10 bucks. Craving bacon, sausage, green pepper, 10 bucks. Ham and pineapple, 10 bucks. Pepperoni mushroom and more pepperoni. We like your style. And yeah, that's just 10 bucks too. The $10 taste maker only from Pizza Hut. Your pizza, your way. Pair the $10 taste maker with an all you can eat. You've seen the cute insurance commercials on TV. A bird wearing shades, a guy with a catchy name and a colorful shirt and tan pants, or a silly staff that favors all white clothing. But do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials actually provide what you need most? An insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps? No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work 
work with multiple companies to find the policy perfectly tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance difference. Hoopy, H-U-P-E Insurance Services, a Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years. Hi, this is Trent Diller, Senior Vice President and Agency Partner at Insurance Management Group, or IMG. My dad, Terry Diller, and myself brought our staff and over 200 years of combined insurance experience to Insurance Management Group in 2018. IMG has been providing personal and business clients competitive pricing and superior service for over 100 years, and with access to more than 20 personal lines carriers and 100 commercial lines carriers, we have options for all your insurance needs. In a time when agencies are being acquired by larger entities, we have made a commitment to our clients and communities to remain locally owned, a tradition our ownership plans to pass down to future generations. We know purchasing insurance can be overwhelming, but our staff of over 50 employees is here to help make sure your experience is as painless as possible. So, if you're tired of the old, boring way of purchasing insurance to protect your most valuable assets, call the name you've trusted for your insurance needs for over 40 years, the Diller family, at 260-338-2434 or online at insurancemanagementgroup.com. We look forward to earning your business. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Halftime here at Carroll High School where the home team leads it over the Homestead Spartans 14-3. And uh, this is not really the game we expected to see, Shannon. I thought it would be a high-scoring game with two... Pretty efficient offenses, and so far in the first half, defenses have ruled. There's been a couple of turnovers, and if it wasn't for a couple of big plays by Carroll, one, they took advantage of a turnover, an interception, nine yards away on the drive that they punched in. Other than that, this has been a pretty quiet offensive first half. Yeah, we were kind of talking there. Uh, the break is it's kind of a it's kind of got a weird feel to it because of some of the turnovers that led to quick scores and then Homestead you know getting some drives and get inside the inside the ten twice and only come away with three points it's, you know right now uh, Carroll's defense is playing very well and as is Homestead's to a degree hard to hear anything at halftime other than the PA <laughs> announcements here it's Quite the sound system that they put in, and uh, nobody likes it more than whoever's doing PA tonight because uh, they're kind of drowning things out here at halftime as Carol's band has taken the field to perform. Um, Taking a look at the scoring here in the first half, Shannon, real quick before we send it back to the studio. Well, it's the, real quick. We had three scores, basically. The first one was Carroll at 319 on two on two plays. A 57-yard touchdown pass from Becker to Coverstone gave Carroll the early 7-0 lead. Then Carroll, again, at 112 left, Becker hits Carmody on a nine-yard touchdown pass. Carroll was up 14 to zip. Then we moved to the second quarter. The only score there was Homestead. Jarrett hit a 21-yard field goal, and it was good. It was 14 to three, and right before the half there, a missed field goal by Homestead keeps it at 14 to three, Carroll. 
There you go. I'm sorry, you ended right in the middle. I was taking my selfie, so oh. <laughs> got something I got to post on social media. So we're Did doing you get my best side? Um, uh, well, uh, I'll have to ask your wife. <laughs> halftime, 14-3, Carroll leading it over the Homestead Spards. It's the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. We want to know what's happening around the area, and so we're going to be sending it back to the studio where Matt's going to give us a rundown of all our area scores. By the way, after the game, be sure you get a full scoreboard on our Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show live from the Pine Valley Pizza Hut. I'll be out there with Caleb Hatch. We've got scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, plenty of more. We put the bow on this Friday night of high school football. Do not miss any part of it with the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Coming up next, halftime scores back in the studio. John and Matt ready to go. It it is your high school football game of the week. Carroll leads Homestead at the half, 14 to 3, on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. What if you received your choice of a brand new roof for a house full of windows for free? With Alliance Exteriors' new roof and windows giveaway, you can. Alliance Exteriors is giving away a brand new roof or a house full of windows to one lucky local homeowner. All you need to do is text HOME to 46862 to get the link to enter. That's HOME to 46862. No hooks, no gimmicks. Alliance Exteriors is simply looking to give back and help our community. You could win a new roof or house full of windows for free. A runner-up prize of $4,800 to put towards your next home improvement project is also up for grabs. Text HOME to 46862 to get the link to enter. Plus, if you're the grand prize winner and already have a quote or a job in progress with Alliance Exteriors, they will reimburse you. So no need to wait around for the results to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate. Alliance Exteriors is giving away your choice of a new roof or a house full of windows, no purchase required. Text HOME to 46862 to enter before it's too late. Ah, uh, there are no open tables. Let's try going somewhere else. Is this a familiar feeling on a weekend afternoon trying to find a place to watch games? Come to Bobby McGee's right next to Pierre's in the Marketplace of Canterbury. We've got 20 TVs, and you can even call ahead and reserve a table. You can watch anybody from the Big Ten and Notre Dame to the SEC and Pac-12 on Saturdays. And with the NFL ticket on Sundays, you can watch the Colts, the Bears, as well as every other NFL game each week. Again, 20 live TVs with pool tables and dartboards. We also have a family room that's open until 9 with games for kids. On Saturdays for college football, We've got $5 bombs, and on Sundays for the NFL, we've got $10 domestic buckets, $3 well drinks, and half-priced appetizers, along with the famous $30 margarita tube. As a special offer to 1380 The Fan listeners, we're offering a free appetizer if you text FOOTBALL to 46862. Make Bobby McGee's your new football home on the weekends, and remember to text FOOTBALL to 46862 for a free app. Score a touchdown this weekend and come to Bobby McGee's. Going through the home buying process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations. So it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage 
for every situation without the shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for 40 years. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Rivalry weekend is upon us in the Summit Athletic Conference. It's the game you think about through the summer. And if you lose, it's the game you think about until this time next year. We have some interesting rivalry games as we're here for the Hoopy Insurance's Halftime Show. I hope the insurance services halftime show rather here in the 1380 studios. I'm Matthew Klingenberger, accompanied by John Graham. Yes, that is true. That is us. And here are your scores from around the area. Right now, our game of the week, Carol is leading Homestead 14-3 at the half. Yeah, right now, uh, it's just a case of Homestead trying to hang in there after they went down 14 and nothing. A costly missed field goal. Spartans have hurt themselves with turnovers, but somehow they're only down 11. Yeah, and, and, and I remember, too, that uh, you and I were talking, like, off-air. Carol's actually having an interesting season this year. Right. They, they got off to that loss. Uh, not a very good start. Losing to Lures, Jeff Becker to miss their second game. But they've been playing as well as anybody in the conference bar. Bishop Lures, who we'll get to in just a moment, is in an interesting game right now. That That's right. Right now, uh, Bishop Lures is leading Bishop Dwayner only by one point, 14 to 13. Yeah, what did we say about rivalry games? How they get interesting right now at Shields Field? It is a tight game. Lures has not lost yet this year. The number one team in their class. Dwinger holding tough, though, 14 to 13. Northrop needs to definitely catch up to Snyder. Right now, Snyder's leading 28 to 6. And, John, this has been the Tyrese Brown show right now for Snyder. He's already scored a couple of times. The Panthers have gotten out to a big lead. Northrop did just score, though. Had the PAT blocked, Snyder remains up by 22. And Northside right now is leading Southside 14 to 7. Jalen Lattimore had a great touchdown run to put Southside ahead. He got contact inside the five, but he dove into the end zone. Since then, the legends have come from behind, turning a seven-point deficit into a seven-point surplus. That's right. And Wayne right now is leading Concordia 22-14 in the second. Sneaky good game this out at Wayne Stadium. Uh, not too many people perhaps really pay much attention to, to Wayne and Concordia this year. They've been struggling, but... They have produced a really good game here. Wayne's run the football very well, but Concordia's hung in there just as well. And now on to the, some of the outer skirts games. Right now, Leo is leading tw Huntington North 22-6. to six. Yeah, it's still a two-possession game. Huntington North is trying to hang in with one of the best teams in the state in the Leo Lions, but Leo looking good to remain unbeaten as they have a 16-point lead on the road. Columbia City is leading East Noble 7-6, to last of day score in the second. This has been surprising. East Noble trying to avoid a third consecutive defeat. They're in a low-scoring battle on the road, and right now it is Columbia City up a point. Right now, also the last of day score for New Haven. New Haven's leading Belmont 6 to nothing. 
Been a little while since we last got an update on this game, but right now it is the Bulldogs of New Haven holding a struggling Belmont ball club currently scoreless as Belmont looks to end a long losing streak. And Orwell is leading DeKalb 14 to nothing. DeKalb is also struggling a little bit. They're coming off a big win last week. They're trying to make it two in a row, but right now not looking good as they are trailing still relatively close. Last update, second quarter, Norwell up by 14. And Bluffton, you ask? Bluffton right now is leading Heritage 20 to nothing. Indeed they are. Heritage also struggling on the year, but give Bluffton credit. They are in a commanding position right now. 20 to nothing. They are cruising. Chair Busco right now is leading Central Noble 14 to 6. Yeah, an interesting game perhaps developing out there. Central Noble looking to hang in on this one. They trail by 8. Culver Academy, this is a uh, last up to score for this, uh, is leading Woodland 7 to nothing. And we do have a little bit of breaking news on the halftime show. Uh, oh, wow. We don't do that. First off, this is a 7.30 kickoff, so it's a little bit behind. Culver Academy, a bit of an unknown around here. They have also just scored. As I look at it now on my monitor, they are up 14 to nothing on Woodland. They have looked very good so far. Uh, an interesting team indeed. Uh, and East Side right now is leading 21 to nothing in Fremont. Laban Davis just continues to do his thing. Fremont in a lot of trouble right now. East Side looking good, continuing to keep on the they've been on. And here's a bonus hockey score. And no, it's not the Comets. The Cincinnati Cyclones are tied with the Fort Wayne Spacemen 1-1 to in the second period. Uh, and and uh, uh, kudos to Darren Wright uh, for that uh, score. Indeed, John. But... It is October 1st, last time I checked, so for all the Comets fans out there, a little over about three weeks from now, for the puck will drop at the Memorial Coliseum. We are in regular season hockey month in Fort Wayne. It seems crazy to say, but the Comets will be back in just a couple weekends here. I thought I thought it was spooky season. It's spooky how fast the summer went. <laughs> That's for sure. It is, it is, it is. October 1st at 8.14 p.m.? You know, that, that pretty much about does it. It's flying right by. We flew right through this halftime rundown, I'll say. So, I hope Brett and Shannon are ready back there out at Carroll because they're going to be back with you on the other side of the break. You have been listening to the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I'm Matthew Klingenberger. And I'm John Graham. And we now return you back to your feature high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan. Down now. Ah, uh, there are no open tables. Let's try going somewhere else. Is this a familiar feeling on a weekend afternoon trying to find a place to watch games? Come to Bobby McGee's right next to Pierre's in the Marketplace of Canterbury. We've got 20 TVs, and you can even call ahead and reserve a table. You can watch anybody from the Big Ten and Notre Dame to the SEC and Pac-12 on Saturdays. And with the NFL ticket on Sundays, you can watch the Colts, the Bears, as well as every other NFL game each week. Again, 20 live TVs with pool tables and dartboards. We also have a family room that's open until 9 with games for kids. On Saturdays for college football, We've got $5 bombs, and on Sundays for the NFL, we've got $10 domestic buckets, $3 well drinks, and half-priced appetizers, along with the famous $30 margarita tube. As a special offer to 1380 The Fan listeners, we're offering a free appetizer if you text FOOTBALL to 46862. Make Bobby McGee's your new football home on the weekends, and remember to text FOOTBALL to 46862 for a free app. Score a touchdown this weekend and come to Bobby McGee's. 
Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. You've seen the cute insurance commercials on TV. A bird wearing shades, a guy with a catchy name and a colorful shirt and tan pants, or a silly staff that favors all white clothing. But do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials actually provide what you need most? An insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps? No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work with multiple companies to find the policy perfectly tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance difference. Hoopy, H-U-P-E Insurance Services, a Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years. These are the sounds of a dinner. But not just any dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. Because without food, it can't. A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations to the COVID-19 Relief Fund are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Your help is needed now more than ever, and every dollar makes a difference. That's feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. On behalf of Feeding America and families nationwide, thank you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Ticks! 
www.kansasduck.org. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals, because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. And welcome back to Carroll High School. We're just about set for a second half of football. I am Brett Rupp along with Shannon Griffith. We've got John and Matt back in the studio. And coming up later, Caleb Hatch becomes part of the action. He'll be at the Pine Valley Pizza Hut tonight for the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show where we get all our final scores of area high school football action. At halftime here, it is 14-3. The Carroll Chargers lead it over the home Homestead Spartans. If you have to look at this first half, Shannon, you have to think that Homestead did everything they wanted to do in this game, besides put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, they had a frustrating first half, only getting three points when they had the opportunity to really get 14 after uh, Carroll's defense really uh, buckled down there inside the five and kept them out both times. So they get the ball here the second half. This is a critical drive for them. They need to get seven on the board and make this a 14-10 ball game. Carroll will be kicking off left to right. Carroll, the home uniforms, all blue, white numbers, silver helmets. Meanwhile, for Homestead, it's all white with dark blue numbers, yellow trim, and yellow helmets. For the Spartans, they will send Gage Sparrow back. And Nate Anderson joins him. Meanwhile, for Carroll, they will sit it on the 40-yard line to kick it off with a 14-3 lead as we get set to start our third quarter. Chester set to kick off for the Chargers.
nice crowd here, and a big student section has shown up coming across town from Homestead. Yeah, it's They're great. all in black. They are the anti-neon crowd. They're all black. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the near side, you've got the Neon Nation filling up almost the entire length of the bleachers. Here's the kick for the second half. Short, taken at the eight. On the run, oh, it nice is Anderson, play. and Anderson collared inside the 15-yard line. He's thrown down. They'll give him the 15 with forward progress. Carson Vogt made a great open field tackle. Huge play. Coming out of nowhere on special teams to take down any chance at a big return from Nate Anderson. And so the return, only about seven yards. Yeah. And Homestead starts first and 10 from their own 15-yard line on the left hash. Two receivers each side. Single back, Desmond Smith. Shotgun snap. They're going to throw. They'll run the bubble screen, and it's incomplete. Knocked down by the lineman. Intended for Anderson. They tried to run that little screen to the wide receiver, kind of slipping behind the blockers over on the near sideline. And I think uh, Jackaway got that. Number 16, 6'5", 220, senior. That, that big, long reach. So it is now... Now a penalty. Yeah, now it is second down and 10 from the 15. And they're going to get Carroll for offsides. So the five-yard penalty against Carroll brings the ball out to the 20. It's going to be second down and five. Take that every time. Yeah. Sparrow in motion, left to right across the formation. Drop back at the pocket, Slavin, quarterback draw. He's going to run up oh, the middle and then crumble down. The Went down kind of awkwardly at about the 21-and-a-half-yard line. Tucker yeah, that's one almost looked like the knee buckled up on him, but he's fine. Yeah. Two-yard gain well, to the 22. It's going to be a third down and three. It looks like he got caught between a slide and a dive. Nation. and just kind of <laughs> ended up in a ball. From their own 22-yard line, third down three, Homestead Spartans. Four wide, two each side, single back from the left hash, and the give to the running back up the middle, pounding Desmond Smith, Smith and he pushes forward to the 26. The That's a first down. And for Desmond Smith, a small guy. He gets a great push right up the middle to gain four yards and make it a first down homestead. Again, the Spartans have been terrific on third downs tonight. Yeah, and Smith, like you said, he's a, he's such a quick kid makes a, and gets in there pretty quickly and makes great cuts. Still on the left hash, trips to the right, draw back Slavin. They'll set up that screen, and it's caught but bobbled, and that's going to throw off the timing and eventually wrapped up at about the 32-yard line, a short game. Maybe a yard, but uh, that play just never had a chance. Well, I'm a little surprised that you know them running it that early on those downs just because of the rush is not quite there yet for that you know slip middle screen and that they're running. So they're running it back into the teeth of the defense. Second down and five. At the 33, they did give him about five yards on the play. Handoff up the middle. A keeper for Slavin, not much there. In fact, he'll lose a yard. 
Whatever yardage Homestead's getting tonight, I would call it tough yardage because it's not like they're getting the big, the big gash of 10, 15 yards. It's, you know, the two, three, four-yard plays. No game. Third down. Third down for the Homestead Spartans, and I think they've turned that PA system up even an extra decibel here in the second half. Slavin, quick throw on the slant. Caught on the run at the 40. Tackled almost immediately, but a very good throw on the inside of that outside corner. And the slant completed for first down yardage. Once again, Shannon, Homestead's been great on third down everywhere except when it's been third and goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they seem to have a problem. They've tried two field goals tonight after drives were stuffed inside the 10. One they hit, one they missed. You know, at some point, they got to take a shot. Slavin with the give up the middle. Nice hole for Desmond Smith. Smith. Hit it about the 45. The goes carrier. forward to the 47. They might even give him close to the 48-yard line. That's a nice eight-yard blast up the middle by Desmond Smith. Making his return to the lineup tonight, and you can really see what Homestead has missed the last couple of weeks yeah. without Desmond Smith in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, number Ben is going to have to come out here. He kind of got twisted up in there, and yeah, that's really really the first time that we've seen that big eight-yard burst, you know, from Homestead in the run game, and, you know, you hit it on the head, you know, with Desmond Smith back there, it's a completely different opportunity for the run game. I want to see him take a shot with Anderson, double move, do something out here, and really try to get a big play out of him. Anderson lined up wide left, man to man, against the corner. Ethan Beaupre was a safety up until this year and moved out to corner. Anderson in motion across the formation. Backwards, he may have lost a yard. They'll put it back at the 47 after a loss of one. Good penetration by that Carroll Charger. Defense led by Aaron Jackway. Yeah, you got him and Ottweiler. They're, they're big, strong kids. You know, they do such a good job of engaging the offensive linemen. Well, we talk about Jackway, 6'5", 220. When you look at Ottenweiler, he's a 6'3", 225 senior. <laughs> yeah, these... <laughs> but strong kids. Yeah. Not, they're, you know, it's, it's they're big, strong, athletic kids. Yes, they are. On third down, quick slant Ooh. once again, and caught! Nice catch by the wide receiver at the Carroll 46, Anderson. That throw almost right into the coverage, and Anderson still came up with it. Yeah, that was uh, that was almost leading him into a big hit. That play, good for Homestead, first down. But another big first down. Yep, another conversion. 7.52 on the clock. We're in the third quarter. This is the 10th play of the drive already. And they have just crossed midfield at the Carroll 46-yard line. From the right hash, handoff up the middle. They'll stick with Smith. He just bullies his way for two yards to the 44, but Smith, the not much carrier. there. Dylan Bennett came up, Bennett made the hit. The 
Ball is at the Carroll 44. I think Bennett might Game be two, second down and eight. right there at the top of the list when you talk about top linebackers. Max Schultz and Dylan Bennett are two of the best that we've seen in the conference this year. Yeah, and then Pier uh, uh, Pearson kid, uh, he's a big, strong, fast kid for Homestead at linebacker. he got some talented players. Fort Wayne has got the talent level back to a big-time level. Second and eight, handoff, Smith. Oh, Smith on the carry. Yeah, didn't get going. Went down at the line of scrimmage. Jackway with the tackle. Jackway and Ottenweiler together. No gain. Get the tackle, no gain, third down and eight. Down. Come on, the ball is at the 44, and they need the 36 for a first down. You talk about big play here. You're, you're really in a situation now where you may have to take two here. I'll tell you what you do if you're homestead. I'm just going to call the play, Coach. You fake that slant and then go deep. Double move it, yep. which I like. Get the well. uh, get the corner to tuck in and then go over the top of his head. We'll get that down to Coach Skelton. Yeah, I don't have time. But here's the drop back. Slavin looking, looking, now throwing on a crosser underneath, and it's incomplete. Tried to get it to Grady Swing, who was crossing about five yards downfield. And it's going to bring up a fourth down and eight from the Carroll 44. And let's see what Homestead's going to do. They're down two scores. I, I think they got to go for it. They've used about half the quarter here on this drive. 6-11 to play in the third. 14-3 the score. And they're going for it on fourth and eight. Slavin. No, he's going to pooch kick it. First time I've seen that this year. Yep, and Slavin kicks it. It goes inside the 20 and out of bounds far sideline at about the 17-yard line. So that is where Carroll will start with the football. After a 27-yard kick. 13-play drive, and you don't get anything out of it. That's a little tough to swallow. They have won the first down battle by a long way. They yeah. have won the third down conversion battle by a long way. But they still are down 14-3 on the scoreboard. Carroll with the lead, and now the Chargers with the football start this drive from their own 17-yard line. It is Jeff Becker, the senior quarterback, from the left hash. Handoff, Carmody, up the middle. He's barely getting back to the line of scrimmage. Stood up by that Homestead defensive front. Person led the way. And it's going to be no gain in the 17, second down and 10. He's, a, he's one of those tall, lanky kids that can really run. Once again, 5-7. He makes a lot of plays. 5-40 remains third quarter. Carroll, second down and 10 from their own 17. Double receivers to the left. Ball on the right hash. The RPO, they'll fake the handoff. He'll throw it, and he's got a man out at the 30-yard line. Caught on the run. Completed to Lazoff, and it goes out across the 40 to the 41-yard line. Big play for the Carroll Chargers. Love that. Love that play call there. They just ran a play action. Coverstone took the top off the coverage. Lazaroff came across the top of the uh, field. Carmody on the carry. Carmody with a carry, gaining about three yards to the 44. It'll be second down and seven. Tackled by Chrisman. Gain of three, second down.
Becker, drop back, throw near side. Caught by Coverstone, slips a couple of tackles, and then Coverstone finally taken down just inside the Homestead 45-yard line. You know, if he doesn't trip his own self up there because the ball was kind of thrown low, he may sneak out of there for another big play. First down, Carroll, leading at 14-3. Chargers from the right hash just inside the 45. Jeff Becker gets the snap. Play action, rolling left, throwing left sideline, oh, and oh, oh almost intercepted. Had a safety jumping the route. Was that Marcus again with the read? Yes, it was. I mean, he's already picked one off like that. That time, ball floated a little bit to a receiver running the corner post, and Marcus almost took the right angle and cut it off to get an interception, but the incomplete pass brings up second down and 10. He covered a lot of lot of grass on that one. Handoff, Carmody, big hole behind his left tackle. He goes inside the 40 to the 39, a six-yard pickup. Now it's going to be a third down and four for the Chargers. There's another big play here. I wouldn't be surprised if Carroll, depending on what they get here, if they come up short to go for it. Chargers coming into tonight, the number nine ranked team in the Associated Press poll in Class 6A in Indiana. Here's the inside handoff. Carmody bringing it to the right. Oh, Gets hit at the 37, but was pushed forward to the 35. And that might just be a first down. And that's Jake Russ, the offensive lineman, who came up behind him and just gave him a little extra shove. <laughs> and I think that's a first down. Now, they're signaling. They're not signaling first down. Yeah. I, the ball is sitting inside the 35. And, yes, there it is. I was going to say, they've got to call that a first down. First down. You know, Carmody's one of those kids. The first week when we were here against Lures was not overly well used. And now tonight, he's had some big runs. Drop back, throw near side on a quick out route. It's a low throw, but going down to get it was Coverstone at the 26, maybe the 25. That's very close to a 10-yard pickup. That may be another first down, and it is. You know, that's their best route because they're playing so soft on Coverstone, throwing the hitch. Now they're going to get a little bit tighter. And now they really spread the formation. No back in the backfield. It's five wide, three to the left, two to the right, and it's a quarterback draw. Becker spins away from a Tackle inside the 20. Becker takes it to the 16-yard line. Nine-yard gain for Jeff Becker. And he showed his strength that time because somebody had a good grasp on him and he spun out of it. I think it was Sheets. Uh, the nose man there, or one of the defensive tackles, he just kind of threw him. He didn't wrap him up enough. Second down one. Becker looks to the right, throws to the right, going in the oh end zone. Up with one hand. Coverstone almost made a beautiful catch. Instead, it's incomplete, but there's a flag. And we're going to get a pass interference called against the Homestead Spartans in the end zone. Yeah, I... Uh, Pardon me here. I didn't like that call. Those two kids were battling. It was actually a great defensive play and almost a phenomenal catch by Coverstone. Well-thrown ball by Becker. But they're going to get a pass interference call here. Turn to play. Pass interference defense. Yeah. Half a distance to the goal. It results in a first down. 
So it is a first down for the Carroll Chargers. They continue to move with the football. We've only got 2.47 left in the third quarter, and they lead it 14-3, looking to add more. Becker under center, quick pitch to the right. It's Carmody at the five, spins away from a tackle near sideline. He's trying to push his way to the pylon, and he got all the way down to the one before he got knocked out of bounds. Good hard run by Luke Carmody. And, you know, you look at Carmody, 5'10", 175, but that's 5'10", 175. Strong pound, Shannon, because he's running different than we saw last year. Quickly under center, Becker, he's going to try to keep it, and he didn't find a gap anywhere. He gets knocked down right at the one where it's going to be a second down. Yeah, they, well, here comes a late flag. Correction, it's going to be a third down. I yeah, but I think that now there's flags at the line of scrimmage. You know, and they're after the play. Yeah, Carroll went, went tried to go quick and really kind of outsmarted themselves there because they really didn't get a great push up front. But if this is against Homestead, they're going to give them a first down. The ball at the one, and here's our official to tell us what the call is. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Offense. Wow. Down counts. And the third down after the 15-yard penalty is assessed. So from the one-yard line, if it was against Homestead, it had been a half-yard penalty. Instead, it's a 15-yard penalty, bringing it back to the 16-yard line. Yeah, this is that's a huge call, huge penalty because Carroll looking to score and third down. Yeah, and about put it away. Now they've got third and 16. Third and goal from yeah. the 16-yard line. Ball of the right hash. Becker. Oh, they do a little double reverse and then flip it back to Becker who wants to throw. Here comes pressure in the backfield. Becker chased to the near sideline, and then finally somersaults over the defender. They're going to throw a late flag. Oh, come on. Can't call that against Homestead. Even though even though it may have come out of bounds, Becker initiated it. He ran right into the defender. It was in the course of the play, and, of course, it didn't look good because Becker went yeah. up, and he ended up going over the top of, I think it was Pearson. Well, well, you, you try to jump the defender when the defender comes up, you end up doing a big aerial somersault. Personal foul. Late hit on bounds. Oh, wow. And they do call it against Homestead, and that's a costly one against the Spartans. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that was one of those. We know Becker's a physical player, and the Becker will challenge defenders one-on-one -on -one trying to go through them rather than around them. And that time it looked to me... Like, Becker never stopped. Like, he kept going yeah. down the sideline, and he was going to try to leap the defender. And when he got caught in the air, he got somersaulted high into the air. And that's what made it look yeah. more egregious than it actually was. But it was a dead ball personal foul. Wouldn't well, they called it an, a hit out of bounds. Yeah, but it's a personal foul. Isn't that an automatic? It's not an automatic, so it's third down. Because it's half. They only mark off half of it. So from the, yeah, now it's from the, about the eight-yard line where it's third down. Shotgun snap, right hash, trip receivers left, one receiver right. And Becker looks, looks. Now he's going to scramble to the left, cut it upfield between the hash marks, hit it to five, and he can't escape as he spins. He goes Back down, and they may even mark him back at the seven. Mark down at the Spartan So seven. Uh, he got to the five and then did a spin move where he <laughs> fall, fell down at the seven, and they say he did that on his own, so they will put it at the seven where it's now fourth down. And after all 
all that, Carroll is going to have to try for a field goal. Well, this is a big win if, you know, for Homestead in terms of holding them to at least three. 24-yard field goal attempt from the right hash. It is... Lopez, Sebastian Lopez, the junior kicker. He kicks it high in the air, end over end, and it splits the uprights. It's good. 17 to 3, still a two-score game. The big play for Homestead to come up with that finish to the drive by Carroll because the Spartans are still within two scores. 17 to 3 with a minute 25 remaining in the third quarter. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 the fan and 100.9 FM. For 25 years, Saturday mornings have been Fighting Irish Preview Time. I'm Phil Houck. Join me and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, for the silver anniversary season of Fighting Irish Preview. Silver anniversary season? That means you're old. Not exactly. Old, yes, but older and wiser. Wise analysis, wise predictions, and wise inside information. So, Saturday mornings at 10, right after Jim Shoveling and Talking Sports, tune in to Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Minute 25 remains third quarter here at Carroll High School. Brett Rupp, Shanna Griffith, John Graham, our studio producer. And Carroll set to kick off with a 17-3 lead type of a quick strike. They've got to figure out a way to get it in the end zone fairly quickly. They need to get that confidence with their offense. Here is the kickoff. High kick heading inside the five, inside the goal line to the end zone, and that will be a touchback. And so the Spartans will start with it first and 10 from the 20, and we'll see how much of the game gets put into the hands of Peyton Slavin, now down by 14. Desmond Smith, the running back, made his return tonight, and he's had a good night. But the Spartans who have been striking with big plays. Right. We've seen a lot of big play strikes with this offense. Gage Sparrow, Nate Anderson, they're playmakers that often break big plays. And that's the one thing Desmond Smith hasn't been able to do tonight, even though he's run effectively and he's been a, a boost to a somewhat stagnant Homestead right. running attack. It's still the Spartans' offense creating big play opportunities that is really their key, and they just haven't been able to create anything other than that Gage Sparrow play that went 84 yards and still didn't result in points. Well, and the other thing is, too, is Beaupre and Stewart, the two corners for Carroll, have done a great job of keeping Sparrow and Anderson in check, you know, not getting, letting them get by them. A couple times they have, and they've made big plays by knocking the ball away. So the Spartans first and 10 from the 20. Peyton Slavin lines up in the gun with Desmond Smith. Two receivers left, one to the right. Smith the handoff right up the middle. Smith. Homestead's offensive right line gets a middle. nice push. A three-yard gain as a result for Desmond Smith. Second down and seven. Well, you got to get two scores, and at some point, they're going to have to get a, more of a sense of urgency offensively. Big, long drives now doesn't really doesn't help them. Clock ticking down, under 55 seconds left in the third quarter. 
Dropping back, Slavin looks, fires over on the right side. It's caught on the out route at about the 28-yard line, immediately tackled over on the far side. Complete to number 87, it is Grant Hire yeah. who made the catch, but uh, short of a first down. It's still two yards shy of the first down stick, so it's going to be a third down and two for Homestead from their own 28-yard line. They're going to have to snap one more snap here before quarter. Another third down for the Spartans, and they'll go running game. Desmond Smith broke through the initial gap for first Smith down out here. to about the 32, then got popped pretty hard by the first safety. Valdez. Valdez came up, made the play, but Valdez it's first down and another third down conversion for Homestead, which you could know, puff out your chest about their third down conversion <laughs> percentage tonight, but yeah. they still only have three points. Yeah, and I, I tell you, not to understate the play, of the defense for Carroll, what of improvement they have been between the first game and this game. And that will be zeros on the scoreboard. And it will bring us to the end of the third quarter. Carroll 17, Homestead 3. It's rivalry week in the SAC. And this is high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program tailored around your athletic schedule for athletes who want to be the best. In season or out of season, the Edge program is designed around you. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and beyond, the Edge is the athletic development program to get you there. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one consultation and become more with the Edge. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Homestead first and 10 for their own 32. Throw over the middle just behind the receiver and knocked away. That is Justin Anderson, the linebacker, the sophomore. Anderson who picked the knocked the pass away. So it's going to be a second down and 10. Spartans trail it 17 to 3 as we start our fourth quarter here at Carroll. Yeah, uh, Carroll's linebacking core is going to be pretty good for the next couple of years. Drop back, Slavin throwing it down the sideline, and he undershot his man. He tried to go for that gap Slavin between the pass. corner and the safety, but he undershot incomplete. it, and the incomplete pass brings up third down and 10 Intended for Homestead for from the 32, and you're starting to get the feeling that if Homestead can't keep this drive going and put points up, this game's starting to get away from them. Yeah, it's kind of got a little bit of a feel of the Snyder game to a certain extent. Third down and 10 from the 32. Spartans. Slavin 
Play action, throwing, and again, it's short over the middle and incomplete. Tried to go to Gage Sparrow, curling over the middle at about the 46. The incomplete pass is going to force Homestead to punt it away. With Carroll leading at 17-3 and 11-47 left in the football game. You know, his ball tonight has not been as, you know, jump off his hand like it used to. He's been low on a lot of throws and just hasn't really been on. Yeah, it's odd. I don't know, uh, I don't know if it's a feel of a football, but it just seems like the, yeah. nose, the nose is down slightly. It just uh, isn't got the carry. Here's the punt. Dixon, line drive kick, wave for the fair catch, and it is taken by Hafner at about the 30-yard line on the fair catch. So Carroll starts first and 10 at their own 30-yard line, leading at 17-3. to Battle of the Bishops, Dwanger just scored and has gone up in third quarter, 28-27. Tight one out wow. at Shields Field. That could throw a little bit of uh, chaos into the Summit Athletic Well, conference. you start to open up the conversation of then who's still in it, and you start to look at some of the possibilities then over the last couple of weeks. It also makes that Snyder-Lewis game bigger in uh -huh. Week 9. Drop back Becker. He's going to throw sideline route and over the top and out of bounds, trying to get it to Cooper Rudolph, who was heading down the left sideline. And that will be an incomplete pass, which also stops the clock. Yeah. A little surprise of that throw. Well, and the way that Harmony has run the football, I don't know that you, you want to try to throw, you know, the big dagger. You know, it's like they hit the big play, and you can put this game out of reach. But you can do it also by just burning right. a lot of clock here. and Get first downs and, and, you know, get yourself in manageable downs and distances. And... Went for it on first down. Now on second down, it is the gift oh of Carmody, and he's got a gap behind his right tackle. He's across the 35 Marty. out to the 37, maybe the 38, about eight Marty. yards down at the Carroll for Luke Carmody. And a late flag. Very late flag. With the tackle. And so now we've got the referee mic'd up. So once they discuss this, he'll be able to tell us what the penalty call is. The flag is laying at the 35. And they're taking a long while to discuss. Yeah, and they called in the side judge <laughs> for either confirmation on the yard line or something. But now our referee ready to tell us After what happened. The was over. I'm going to get my conduct over there. on the offense. 15-yard penalty to Sesson into the run. The down counts. Third down. That's another one unsportsmanlike that's cost them. Where discipline starts to come to yeah. mind. You, you know, you want these games, and it's been six straight that Carroll has lost to Homestead. So I'm sure that Carroll wants wants to uh, have a little flex time against Homestead, but you just can't do it. Can't cost your team when it's only a 17-3 game, still 11-24 to play. And those are the type of penalties that separate the good teams from the great teams right there because you, you when you're hurting yourself, self-inflicted wounds, it, it jeopardizes so much in terms of control of a game and such. Shotgun snap from the right hash at the 23-yard line. Becker drops. Pressure comes. He slips up between two rushers and then finally gets taken down. And that may be a loss of a yard. 
See if they that call it back to the line of scrimmage. They do say he got back to the line of scrimmage at the 23, so it's not going to go down as a sack, but there's nothing there for Becker, and it's a fourth down, and now it's punting situation. So, not bad. The Homestead yeah. defense, within about a minute's worth of time on the clock, get the ball back. It's a punt for Carroll. And they've done a good job keeping Becker in the pocket and not letting him break contain and stuff. Here's Evan Jester with the punt. Oh, That's a punt. short kick. Open the door. Off the side of the foot, and it doesn't make it to the 40. It's out of bounds at the 39. So that is a 16-yard kick, and it's going to give Homestead tremendous field position at the Carroll 39-yard line, and there's another flag on the field. And this time it was pointed in the direction of Carroll's Alexander Smith, senior linebacker who... Over on this near side, but once again, we'll get the call coming from our referee. Homestead's well, kind of backing up. Holding on the receiving team. That penalty enforced 10 yards from the end of the kick. First down, Homestead. Not even a return on a kick out of bounds. You know, those are the kind of mistakes, too, Shannon, you don't want to make. Yeah, you could have taken the... over the 39 on a... <clears throat> Ball that was never returnable and get caught holding. Yeah, any special team penalty is is a bonehead play. But those guys don't have the right to make penalties. <laughs> so it is first and 10 at the 49. Drop back Slavin. They'll set up the wide receiver screen, and that's going to be knocked away as Carroll was all over it. Yeah, that's something that I think Carroll's been working on because they jumped that twice now tonight and another incompletion. Yeah, they've gone to that play about four times now, and it is not working. So it's time to look at something else there. Two receivers split each side with ball on the left hash at the Carroll 49-yard line. Homestead down 17-3, to ten and a half minutes left. Give to Desmond Smith. Goes off left tackle and gains three, maybe four, to about the 45 by Tucker before he is then grabbed and pushed backwards. So it's now a third down, and we'll call it six to go from the Carroll Chargers 45-yard line. Hey, update here from Bishop DeWanger. They just had a turnover, one play run, and they're now up 30, looking to go up 35 to 27 in the third quarter. Another third down for Homestead. They got to get six to the 39. They're at the 45. Drop back Slavin looking right, firing. Oh, and it goes man. right through Grady Swing's hands. That time, Slavin got it to his receiver. And that's just a uh, turn in and stop in the soft spot of the zone and swing wide open for first down yardage. Just had the ball go right through his fingers. Yeah, he's a short arm two throws tonight where he hasn't really got his hand hands extended and, you know, looked like, you know, I'm going to catch this football. He's been hesitant, and when you do that, that's exactly what happens. It goes right through your hands or off of you, and that was a big, big drop. Swing was part of the quarterback competition during the offseason, eventually won by Slavin and Swing, a senior, shifted out to wide receiver. Come back He'll to go him. right to the I same route, and it's caught this time by Swing. Exact same play and basically the same result. 
result, Swing got in that soft spot wide open, and that time he caught it. And it is a first down at the 33-yard line. You know what I like about that is they come right back to him. They know the play's there, and the kid goes in there and makes the catch. That's, that's great. That's a great Showing confidence boost. Confidence in yes. the senior receiver. Blitz in motion across the formation, and here's the Slavin. keeper, Slavin. And he's got room Slavin. to run, and he'll slide inside the 25 to the 24 and go down about a yard short of the first down. He had plenty of room to get the first down before he went to the slide. Yeah, you got to be a little bit more aware there of your surroundings and get yourself in a position to always get that first down. See what you've done to me, Shannon? I'm, I'm now talking Schlitz. Schultz. <laughs> Second down one. The ball at the 24. Roll out to the left. Slavin throws and almost intercepted. He overshot his intended receiver at the 10-yard line on the far sideline. And Carroll had a better chance to catch it than Homestead did. Yeah, that's a tough throw when you're right-handed quarterback sprinting to your left. And Slavin does a good job of throwing the ball on the run. That time he just didn't get his shoulders turned and the ball ended up sailing on him. Game, Carroll, the lead. And I wonder if Carroll fans in the stands are following what's happening at Shields Field where Bishop Dwenger has a 35-27 lead over the Bishop Lures Knights. Handoff up the middle, Desmond Smith. Smith on the carry. He'll get swallowed up at about the 21 after picking up enough for a first down. That was all Homestead wanted out of that play, yeah. but now they need to hurry and set up, try to get another playoff. Coach Dinah may have sent a message that up to the press box not to repeat down. any more scores from Dwanger Lures. Here's a fade oh. route, deep corner of the end zone, and that's over the head of Anderson. It's incomplete, and that will stop the clock with 8.44 left. It'll be a second and 10. Ball at about the 22 of Carroll. Yeah, and I said it before, Beaupre has had himself a really good game. Ball center between the hash marks. Drop back Slavin. Looking, looking, wants to run. Here comes pressure. Slavin weaves Slavin. through a couple of defenders to just get back to the, line, to of the scrimmage. line of scrimmage. No gain there for Slavin. It's going to bring up a third down and 10, and the clock's continuing to tick under 8.20 to play. Tripped up by Jackway. Big third down here, third and third ten. Down. You know they're going to go for it, so you want to get you something that's manageable here on fourth down. Ball slightly toward the right side of center. Slavin drops, looking left the whole way. Now throws over the middle on the post route catch. and going up in oh. traffic. The catch was made, but then pried out of his hands, and it's incomplete. Oh, my. That was Gage Sparrow, who went up between three Charger defenders at about the five-yard line, had the ball in his hands, and as he what came down, the ball was cried out by the defenders, down. and it's ruled incomplete. Yeah, Slavin there was a little late with the ball because it ended up throwing him into the coverage, so to speak, and Sparrow made a nice effort to go up and get it, and I'm not sure if that was Valdez that stripped him there at the end, but again, the secondary from Carroll has done a great job tonight. Fourth down and 10, and Homestead wanted to look at the defensive alignment for Carroll, and now Homestead will take a timeout on this fourth and 10 play from the Carroll 22-yard line. We've got 8.59 to play, and... Uh, 
Well, correction. No, we don't. It, uh, they flipped the clock on me again, <laughs> Shannon. They've gone to the timeout clock. I'm not even going to take a break because now I've wasted enough time. I don't have a chance to take a break. You're going to have to lodge a complaint. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked up at the clock to tell you how much time was left. And oh, I don't care about that. I don't know because they, they you know, they, they switched the clock over to a timer for the timeout. So we don't know how much time's left in the game. The thing about these digital clocks, you see them, and they'll go from 25 to all of a sudden they'll jump down to 19. It drives you a little nuts, but uh, you're right. You know, they got everything here. They've thought of everything. Yeah, but who needs a timer on a timeout in football? <laughs> so here we go. It is 17-3. Carroll leads it. Homestead facing fourth down and 10. Officially with exactly eight minutes left. There we go. Just got it back on the board. You'll have two receivers to the right, one to the left, a wing to the right side of the formation, and Desmond Smith the back. Slavin drops, throws, slant route over the middle, hit, knocked down at the 11, but a first down, an 11-yard gain, Max Schiltz. And a flag. And the late flag comes in, and let's see what they call this. They're going to call yeah, you got Max. You've got a uh, Carroll Charger quickly running over to the sideline. And uh, Homestead looks like they're backing up. So uh, we'll see what the combination is here. Ashton Pasetsky, he ran over here, looked like maybe a helmet issue of some sort, but he also was right in on that play. The play was over. Here we go. Unsportsmanlike conduct on Homestead. The line of the game was made. It will be first down. Wow. Well, it was a first down, and it was after the play, so Homestead will still have the football. But it's going to be first and... But they would have been down inside, what, about the 11-yard line, and now it's back at the 26. There must have been something said at halftime with the officials because we've seen a lot of unsportsmanlike calls here in the second half, and... That's a that is a huge huge penalty. Yeah, it's one of those where you just got to have the discipline to walk away, and sometimes that's the toughest thing in a rivalry game. Yeah, but, is to be the one that backs off. Yeah, and it, it's kind of uncharacteristic of Homestead teams because they. And the question was, would it be first and 25 or first and 10? High school rules: the ball not been put ready for play. It will be first and 10. There we go. The official explained it to us, and that's one of the advantages of having the mic. That's the beauty of it. I like that idea. So it is first and ten, but at the 26. So, well, they, you know, essentially we're going back and doing a whole <laughs> do-over on the last series of downs because uh, that's what I was. That's about the same play. 7:54 left in this football game, and it's 17 to three, Carroll. Yeah, but even like you said, it's a redo. But time is not the friend of Homestead right now. Four wide this time, two each side. 
Single back, and here's a throw on the slant to the outside receiver left side. It's caught, and then a quick tackle. Anderson makes the catch, and he takes it to the 15. That's 11 yards and a first down. Yeah, they're going to have to get in their hurry up as much as they can here. So far, not a touchdown tonight for this Homestead offense. 17-3, Carroll leads it. Low snap, handled by Slavin. Throw on the slant, a little behind Slavin Anderson, time. and it went off his hand incomplete. Yeah, he kind of went right back to the same play. Down. Came back to it. It was a little late on the throw. He needed to let that go a little sooner, but Anderson looked like he kind of tripped. I'm still surprised they're not faking that with a pump fake slant and then and then the go to the corner. Well, Beaupre is playing a heavy outside. Now they may be able to get it. There it is. Here's a handoff up the middle. Smith, look at him just Smith keep churning. The legs keep moving. Desmond Smith keeps the pile going, and he gets inside the 10 to about the 9-yard line. There was nothing there, and he still turned it into a 6-yard game. Yeah, and now they got, again, a third and manageable here. That brings up a Neon Nation third down. Third down, four to go at the nine. They need the five for the first down. We go at 7.01 to play. Spartans with the ball. Peyton Slavin will work in the gun. Two receivers each side with a slot right, slot left, and a single back, Desmond Smith. Here's the corner fade. Got Swing up, and did he make the catch? Yes, yes touchdown. Yes. Grady Swing. Grady Swing. Used his six-foot-three-inch frame to go up and over the defender and make the catch on the corner fade. And the Spartans, their first touchdown of the night, making things interesting here with 6.40 left. Well, I'll tell you, the question there, was did he have control because he ended up getting the ball knocked out of his hands and they gave him that he had control with the possession before it uh, came out of his hands there. Swing will now hold on this extra point try. And Carroll just jumped off sides. Braden Steely tried to get a jump on this extra point and got ruled off sides. So the Spartans, if they so choose, could move closer, but they'll decline it. You know, the tough thing about declining that is once the other team knows you'll decline it, then they can be more <laughs> aggressive, you know. Just imagine if this goes through, makes it 17-10. What if Homestead gets another one? You know that you can go all out after it, try to cheat and time the snap because uh, Homestead's not going to take the penalty anyway. So here we go. Snap, set, kick, and it is good. And we've got a one-score game. It is now 17-10. The Carroll Chargers still leading it over the Homestead Spartans. A kickoff coming up on the other side. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 
1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Good night and rivalry week in the SAC. You've got the uh, Bishop Dwanger Saints and the Bishop Lures Knights all knotted up. 35 apiece in the fourth quarter. Here, Homestead has climbed to within a touchdown. It's now 17 to 10 with 6.40 left. And Homestead to kick off. In many ways, Homestead may have outplayed Carroll tonight. Still short on the scoreboard. High kick and into the end zone. It'll be a touchback. Carroll will start first and 10 on their own 20. Leading at 17 to 10 with 6.40 to play. Yeah, now this is where Carroll's offense needs to get on get about a six-minute drive. Snyder 42, Northrop 12. Snyder having no problem with Northrop. Field, it is now tied up at 35. Bishop Wenger 35, Bishop Yeah, they just announced the score you heard in the background, and you get a little bit of a, uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Carroll fans hoping to hear that Wenger was holding on for victory tonight. Yeah, they better worry about these uh, next 640 here. <laughs> From their own 20-yard line, first and 10 for the Chargers. Jeff Becker will give it to Carmody. Following the right side of the line, big hole. Carmody cuts it up at the hash marks and takes it out close to the 30. Almost a 10-yard gain. Give him nine and a half. It'll be second down and one. Second down and one. I like that kid. He's a hard-nosed runner, and he's got pretty decent speed. but Great vision, too. Yeah. He sees the hole and just doesn't hesitate. And they carved out a nice hole for him that time following the right tackle. Max Malcolm, he's 6'2", 270, a senior. Lines up on the right side of that offensive line. A lot of time being taken. Play clock down to five. Shotgun for Becker. And he will give it again to Carmody. Oh. And that time Carmody's met before he got to the line of scrimmage and tackled immediately. No gain. They'll give him the 29, but it's going to bring up a third down and one. Well, this is an interesting situation because in some cases, those are great defensive plays. But ultimately, if Carroll still gets the first down on third down, it costs Homestead about 25, 30 seconds of clock. Yeah, exactly. You got to come up with a play like that twice in a row. Third down, yard to go from the 29 for Carroll. They lead by seven with 5:19 left. Clock runs. Becker gives to Carmody. Carmody will get the first down and more across the 35 out to the 40-yard line. 11 yards for Luke Carmody right up the middle. Homestead jammed the line of scrimmage, and once you create a seam. There's room to run, and Carmody took advantage with an 11-yard gain. Yeah, another another big big play there with third and one, and Homestead looking to get three and out, but Carroll's got another set of downs with 4.50 left here in the fourth. Two timeouts remaining for the Spartans. 
Here's the shotgun snap from their own 40. Blitz comes. Becker has to take off yeah, to the sideline. He got around the Becker edge, the but then chased out of bounds after picking up about four yards to the 44-yard line. There's a guy to stay. He's got to find line. a way to stay inbounds. He basically gave Homestead a... Ethan Dorsey was the one who chased him out of bounds. It's going to be a second down and six, and the clock stops at 4.34 left. This time they'll give it to Carmody. Nice hole up the middle. Carmody into Homestead territory at the Spartans. 49-7-yard gain for Carmody. And another first down for Carroll. That'll burn another couple of minutes off. There's only 4.29 left. Yeah, he... Uh... There hasn't been any doubt here of late. They're, they're going to play the game between Jeff and Luke on who's going to carry the football. And credit to Carroll up front. Oh, because yeah. past years, Shannon, we've not necessarily found or just didn't do the job, but this offensive line is creating some nice holes when Homestead knows you're running the football. This time it's Carmody spinning Carmody behind the, the right side of his line to about the 46 of Homestead, a gain of three, the and the clock goes under four minutes to play. Yeah, they're going to have to start thinking about using their two timeouts here. Well, you've got the clock going down to about 3.15 before they have to snap it. Right. As it's at three and a half now, still about 17 or 18 on the play clock. Carroll with the football and a 17 to 10 lead. They've got the ball at the Homestead 46. Jeff Becker, 6'1", 200-pound senior quarterback, in the shotgun. Two receivers to the right with a wing to the right. They'll give to Carmody, and they'll run it right. Off-right tackle, and Carmody inside the 45 to the 44 picked up two. And now the clock at 3.03. Well, it's three minutes. Yeah, I'm Now it's going that two and three-second skip now on the clock. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't take a timeout here. Now, if they get the stop, he probably will. Yeah, third down, and well, we'll call it five to go. They need to get to the 39. It's at the 44. And it's going to be another 12 seconds before we see a snap, which will put the clock under 2.30 to play here in the football game. Play clock down to four, down to three. Down to two, and there's the snap, oh, and ran Becker in. ran into his running back, Carmody, and then Becker bounced oh, off, tried to run it, had no place to go. A busted play goes for no, no gain, game. and now it's going to be fourth down and five, and now the timeout called. Homestead will call the timeout with 2.20 remaining. Quick update here from Bishop DeWanger. The Saints just kicked a field goal to go up 38-35 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> How much time left do you know? I, I, I'm going to guess it's probably within 10 minutes or eight minutes of the uh, in the fourth because Lewis scored there right at the beginning and uh, well, Wenger went on a big on a big drive. Homestead uh, is one of those teams that knows you can't leave too much time on the clock for Lures. They will take <laughs> advantage of it. Yeah, that game turned on an interception by Lures in the end zone. Late in the game. So a 17 to 10 score. And Carroll now is going to have to punt the football away. And Homestead's going to have a chance with the football with a couple of minutes to work with. And, you know, Carroll's punter tonight hasn't been too...
consistent. He's had a couple shanks and and they're dropping. I, I'm trying to see that might be Desmond Smith who's dropped back well, to return Bar the punt. Is it Marcus one? I can't is see. Is it Marcus? Yeah. yeah, it's Marcus. This drop back. He stands at his 15-yard line. He's the regular return man. He stands at about the 15, 14-yard line. Here's the snap. Jester's kick is away. Oh, what and a that punt. is a deep spiraling kick inside the five, and it will bounce <laughs> into the end zone. That's a 44-yard uh, kick with no return, and so Homestead has to start on the 20 with 218 to work with. The two-minute offense comes on. Can the Spartans get a touchdown? And then what would the Spartans do? Would they play for overtime? Would they play for the win? A lot of times it depends as coaches. You probably had a meeting at some point in the week and say, okay, do we have a two-point play that we can really count on should it come down to that? Yeah. Uh, I would highly consider going for two. Shotgun for Peyton Slavin. He stands at his 15-yard line. Lone back is Desmond Smith. He's had a workhorse-type night. Two receivers each side. Here's the snap. They'll fake and then throw the pass and little miscommunication somehow there. Slavin threw it on the outside of Anderson as Anderson turned in on that route and it's incomplete and was closer to being intercepted than being caught. Yeah, and you're going to get Carroll playing, drop, you know, rushing three, dropping eight. Windows are going to be very tight. Just wonder if they've set up that double move that we've talked about all night, Shannon. Fake that inside slant and then go deep. Shotgun on second and Ted, dropping Slavin, throwing on the turn-in route. It is caught at the 30 and then piled up. Oh. And they're going to say that he gave himself up. I th No, they're going to mark it just across the 30. The official on the near side had him out close to the 31-yard line. The official on that side of the field didn't give him much more than the 30, oh, but it's enough for a first down. Wow. Because I thought he initially marked him back to the 20, 29. Yeah, he caught it short. at the 31, ended up inside the 30, and the, then one official was at the 31, the other one was at the 29. I guess they met in the middle at the 30-yard line. First and 10 for Homestead, left hash. Roll out right for Slavin. Good throw back to the left, and they've got this set up. Desmond Smith with a blocker down the sideline across the 45. They'll say he got knocked out at the 44. But that'll be a 14-yard gain, and when it first set up, Shannon, it looked like it might be for more than that, but they did a nice job reacting to it and really limiting the damage on that play. Well, the offensive lineman kind of watched the guy make the tackle. <laughs> You're supposed to block, young man. Yeah, you You're are. not a spectator. You had you one defender with a blocker, and he made the play. So it's first and 10 from their own 44 with a minute and a half. Drop back, Slavin fires over the middle, and a one-handed try at the catch incomplete. And, uh, you know, again, that was Gage Sparrow. But, uh, for Sparrow you know, you talk feet. about short-arming at Shannon. That yeah. time, I think uh, Sparrow just didn't get both hands up there. And now it's second down and 10. Homestead with the ball on their own 44, trailing by a touchdown, 17-10 to 10 with a minute 27 to play. Yeah, they're going to have to try to do some crossers here because of the way how deep the linebackers are playing. 
Slavin, near side. It's going to be caught by Schultz. He'll take it out to the near sideline and didn't get out of bounds. Got hit as he crossed the 50 to the Carroll 48, and he's still two yards short of the first down stick. It's third down and two. Clock runs with a minute 10 to play. Slavin from the right hash, two receivers each side. Slavin drops, quarterback draw. Slavin the keeper, avoids a tackle at the 48 and dives to the 45 for a first down. Slavin but the clock's going to continue to run. We're under a minute. They'll get the Mark stick down, set, and then they'll continue the clock. 17 to 10. It's Carroll, the seven-point lead. Homestead the ball at the Chargers, 45-yard line, first and 10. Slavin with the rollout to the left. Looking, looking, has time, throws far sideline, and boom. Beaupre jumped the route and almost picked it off. Yeah, wow. He's been waiting, I think. Beaupre's really done a nice job on Anderson. And that time uh, they tried that little out route and Beaupre uh, jumped it and almost dove to make the interception. Quick update from Bishop DeWanger. Lures has scored and gone up 41 to 38. I tell you what, that hasn't been our problem tonight. No, and I think they missed the extra point. It is second down and 10. Drop back for Slavin. Looking, looking. Throws short near sideline. It's caught by Grant Heyer, who gets knocked out of bounds almost immediately at the 41. It's only a four-yard game. So with 38 seconds left. Clock stops after Heyer got knocked out of bounds. But a third down and six. Homestead down 17 to 10. Ball on the right hash. Trip receivers left. Still have Smith in the backfield. Peyton Slavin, the right-handed quarterback, drops in the pocket, throws, and got a man caught by Anderson. 26 inside the 25, down at the 23. Oh, my. Big-time play. Big-time connection. You're down to 32 seconds. Homestead still holding on to their one timeout, and they'll spike the football and cost themselves a down, but get the clock stopped with 28.4 seconds. 17 to 10, Carroll the lead, Homestead threatening. They're just outside the red zone at the 22-yard line. Second down and 10. Slavin drops, looks, gives a pump fake on a pump and go to the pylon. It's incomplete. Out of the hands of Gage Sparrow. That was a double move that we were talking about. Did it off their slip screen. and But again, uh, Beaupre and uh, I think that was Valdez back there. Played it. Third down and 10 with 23 seconds. Homestead from the 22. Peyton Slavin, junior quarterback. Homestead has struggled making those final plays to close football games. They had a close one against Snyder that they fell, close one against Lewis.
Sears. Now a drop back. Slavin looking. Throws the underneath crossing route. Caught by Sparrow. He's inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. But it's going to bring a fourth down with 15 seconds, and they have to use their final timeout. The timeout called by Homestead with 15.3 seconds. They went on the short underneath crossing route to Sparrow, but he could not get first down yardage. It's going to be a fourth down and five from around the 17-yard line. Well, we know this throw is going to be in the end zone, I'm, I'm guessing, with it fourth and five with 15 seconds left. I mean, you you could get the, you know, try to get the first down, but I think well, you got to throw it to the end zone here because of where you're out in the field. The closer you get, you lose that vertical stretch. You know, I, uh, I haven't seen it for a while, but if you've got a hook and lateral that you've practiced, this might not be a bad yeah. place. Well, I tell Go you. six, seven yards down, turn around, and I bet the defense swarms you. And if you can catch it and flip it, there might be an opportunity. Well, you... If you're not going to go through the end zone, you're going to have to throw something to the outside because if you throw it in the middle of the field, it's almost going to be too tough to get things rolling. 15.3 seconds remaining. Carroll 17, Homestead 10. Spartans facing fourth down and five. They've got swing as the wide man on the right side trips to the left. And a drop, a look to the left, now a look to the right, now a run and a keeper to the sideline. And oh, he left got... himself short. He went out of bounds at oh, the 15 man. and he needed the 12-yard line. And that will turn it over on downs. Slavin ran out of bounds. Wow. About three yards short from what he needed for first down yardage. And that's the combination of trying to get the clock stopped, number one. But number two, you have to know the down and distance situation. And he ran it to the near sideline, and the sticks are on the far sideline. Yeah. You know, a lot of times they lay those things down. You see them on the side. The, yeah, the, the, the down markers right. on the side that are just laid the arrows kind of the... Yeah, and uh, that time it might have helped Slavin because yeah. uh, I don't know that he realized exactly what the yard line was he needed, and he went out of bounds and is going to turn it over to Carroll, and Carroll's going to end up winning this football game. After one snap, they'll down the football, and the clock is going to run out. Rivalry week in the SAC doesn't disappoint here at Carroll. Dramatic finish between the Carroll Chargers and the Homestead Spartans. And Carroll holds on for a 17-10 win. Jana Griffith wrapping things up when we come back. Podcasts by Federated Media.